Hello, welcome to some Derps Talk About Games. I'm your co-host, Mango. And I am your co-host, Buddy. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the Star Wars original trilogy. But before we do that, Buddy, why don't you tell the folks at home what it is we do on this podcast. On this podcast, we like to talk about games, but also movies sometimes. And it's funny because we're over 100 episodes, and we've talked about Star Wars pretty considerably in a, in a variety of fashions. Talked about it in the context of role-playing games and video games and stuff like that. Um... But we haven't actually like sat down and gone through the original trilogy, which is kind of, uh, I don't know, it's kind of funny. But I'm excited, um, mostly because it's there. I have a very, I have very controversial opinions. I find about this. You and I have argued about uh, the original trilogy before. Yes. Um, and I guess I'm excited to broadcast that argument to the whole fucking world. Uh, well, uh, format, we're going to spend about an hour on each movie, so if you want to hear our thoughts on Empire, but not A New Hope, jump to about the one hour mark, and somewhere around there, we should start talking about Empire. So, with that out of the way, uh, let's begin, um, you know, I've said, I think I've said this several times before, but I don't, like, I don't ever remember not knowing Star Wars. Episode 4 is just kind of like a thing that has always existed in my mind as far as I'm concerned. So I've, I've, I've carried that with me for a, for a very long time. Um, and so, you know, it holds a very special place for me. Uh, whereas I know that you, buddy, you're more of a child of the prequel era, which kind of lends to your, uh, your, your, your views on the prequels. Uh, which we, uh, we discussed in a previous episode, which you guys can go find if you want. So I definitely agree with you, um, which is that, like, I do remember, like, Star Wars being a, like, ubiquitous thing in... I don't, I don't remember being, like, introduced to Star Wars in the sense that, like, because the culture was so heavily, like, affected by it, um, that even though, you know, like, even when I hadn't seen um, a Star Wars movie until whenever, right, like, I still knew, because stuff like, you know... The, the the cantina and han solo and the millennium falcon right like these things were also like ingrained in the culture that in a lot of ways there was no and i i do feel as though this probably contributes to why i'm a little bit lukewarm on the on the original trilogy and why i am uh like such an advocate for the prequels um is because like i i like i wasn't there in 1980 when i got to learn the luke i am your father thing in the theater with everybody right yeah, um, I I totally feel that. Um, but you know, I I think I I don't know. I think I think the movies are are, are kind of a uh, well. What's what's the phrase that's used? The best episode four is the greatest B movie that uh that ever was. Um, I think I think that's a that's a pretty good description of it. Um, and, you know, every time I rewatch these movies, I. I, uh, I, I, I try and notice something or I try and like, you know, really dig into some of the stuff around it. Um, and, uh, one, one of the things that struck me about on this viewing of episode four was, was just how well composed a lot of the cinematography was like the, the, the binary sunset moment is, is it really struck me as something like they never really, that I'd never really caught before. Just like, like how, how well shot that is and, and how, and how much, how much they were able to get out of. Um, get out of the cinematography, which uh, is not something I had an appreciation for before. Man, I really agree with you 100%. That binary sunset moment is, like, the best 
uh, well, I guess it's not necessarily the best shot, like, because it's kind of like a, you know, like, he walks out, and then there's, like, a cut and stuff like that. But, like, those couple of shots are the best shots in Star Wars, in, in my opinion. Um, because, like, I, I just love how, how perfectly, like, it encapsulates kind of, you know, like, Luke's, like, uh, like, wanderlust and this idea that he, that he feels as though, you know, like, there's, there's something more for him out, outside of this world, outside of this farmstead, you know what I mean? Which is a lot of what's, I mean, from, from, like, a literal plot perspective, I don't think you can really justify a lot of, like, the conveniences around this movie without some kind of thing that's like, oh, well, you know, like, the Force brought these people together and it was their destiny, right? Like, that, like, that seems to, I, I don't know how much you agree with that idea, but to me, like, the idea that uh, Leia shoots out C-3PO and R2-D2 just happens to be on Tatooine where his twin, where her twin brother lives, you know, and all this other kind of stuff, right? Like, uh, that is, for a planetary scale, this whole planet is a gigantic desert, but Ben Kenobi and Luke live just within a couple of miles of one another, uh, and stuff like that, you know, like, I think all of that stuff, you, you kind of have to say, like, yeah, like, there was some aspect of the Force that brought all of those pieces together, probably. Well, uh, so, I, I can, I, I see that for some of it, but, like, you know, like, the, the example of they happen to be over tattooing, sure, I'll give you that that's kind of a lot of a coincidence, but, like, Ben being near Luke is, is intentional, that, like, Ben put himself there. Okay, fine, near sure, Luke. yeah. Um... I don't know. One of the things I did on this watch through is every time I had like a moment where I was like, huh, I wonder, I went to Wikipedia um, or whatever and, and looked it up and tried to figure out some things like, you know, why didn't they shoot the escape pod, right? Like that, that, that's a big classic one. Like, you know, it's, it's, who cares? Shoot the fucking escape pod. It doesn't matter if there's nothing aboard. Uh, but the kind of canonical excuses is that um, shooting lasers is actually expensive, so. It was actually a conservation of power concern, oh which my is God. weird, but that's, like, <laughs> the answer, right? Like, and, and I, I don't know if I can give, like, anything past that. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that works enough for me, I guess, but yeah. No, I, I definitely get that, like, this, this is a, a, a science fantasy movie um, with some of the contrivances that have to go with that. Um. And I think that it's okay that with that kind of stuff in the context of the Force. You know what I mean? It, with uh, with the Force there and having it be such a such a and you know and and repeating the line like it is your destiny to do you know all the right like I think it all all of that stuff kind of flows together and makes enough sense that I don't you know uh, that I'm not going to cry foul uh, about it. I actually it bothers me a little bit more in some of the later movies. Um, like, especially in kind of, like, The Force Awakens, just because I kind of felt as though, like, there wasn't the same kind of, I don't know, like, attention paid to that. I, like, I, I don't know why it just felt a little bit different, but it felt a little bit different. Yeah, no, um... Yeah, no, I I, I feel that, like, it, it feels different. I, I don't... I don't know why. I think that'll be an interesting thing to explore whenever we do our, our episode seven uh uh or episode seven review yeah. um i haven't watched episode seven since it came out basically, neither have so. i neither have i um, anyway uh yeah um one of the things that, that always strikes me when i watch episode four is how much like they clear like 
how much of this what we know about the world clearly wasn't established in like by four like in in lucas's head like the way that that obi-wan refers to darth vader as darth as if darth is his first name yeah um, yeah yeah a title <laughs> um, like a lot of stuff that's clearly kind of you know like details that were put in later that they kind of don't quite mesh with the uh with with it is established but uh uh i don't know that's i think that's just kind of like a consequence of like long form storytelling and so i don't hold it against it that much it's something that struck me with this that struck me harder than i ever had before is like how much my perception of the movies is different because of kind of the whole world and the whole phenomena surrounding uh surrounding the these these original movies right like how how much like how different would my opinion be if if you know like this was a you know a popular movie but or you know like a a cult classic or something or or something that like just doesn't have this like whole huge kind of fandom around it and and it's kind of hard to say um because it's impossible it's impossible for me to watch um the scene where the red droid blows its uh or like you know like its motivator is blown yeah um, and not think of skippy right not that skippy's anything canon or worth like seriously considering but like you know that's what i think of when i watch that scene and then like you know that like to your point right like it's pretty convenient that that droid happens to have a malfunctioning motivator right like um uh i actually really like that scene i mean so I, you know, I, I probably think less of episode four than most people. Um, and I'm sure we'll kind of get into that in a bit. Uh, and I think that part, like one of those problems is that the, op- like the beginning is too long. Uh, it takes them an hour to get to the Millennium Falcon and, and the Cantina. I just think that's like way too long sort of thing. Um, and, and scenes like that are kind of in there, you know, um, uh, which kind of. Uh, like sl- like really slow things down and bog things down. It kind of feels like, um, and it's when the movie kicks into gear. You know, they get on the Death Star, right? Like that's when that's when like stuff starts like happening, and it's really good and it's really interesting. I feel like, but um, but I I do love that specific little scene because I think it's a great example um of kind of um, so like in writer in in writer's terms, like a beat right is like the dna it's like the it's like the 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 smallest story thing that you can condense down to right you know you like you have a story and then you have you have acts and then you have sequences uh and then you have scenes right and then inside of scenes there are beats right which are just little things that like happen um and that's one of those scenes that i just felt like even though i like i can recognize from a from like a top down point of view that it's kind of like why is this in the movie this doesn't tell us anything right and is kind of uh you know un i it, it's it's just like so unimportant for like the time it gets kind of thing that i don't really think it earns its keep but like as a scene in and of itself i actually think that it, it flows really well you get a good sense of who luke is um and like his relationship to Baru and to Owen, right? And their kind of like grungy lifestyle, you know what I mean? And all of those kinds of things. And so that's what, and, and like, and so even if I were to say, well, let's say I'm going to make a fan cut and I'm going to cut out a whole bunch of this stuff that bogs down the, the opening crap, I still think I might leave this in because even though it like bogs down the plot, right? It's, I feel like it's so important to establishing like the world and the characters that I still would like want it in there. Right. 
Because, like, this is the moment, this is the moment with, like, Tashi Station, you know what I mean? And, uh, and speaking, you know, binary to, to water purifiers or whatever, moisturizers, like... I don't know. I love all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and I actually think that it's a strong argument for why the opening isn't too slow. I think that you need to, like, in, in order for this universe to seem real, you, you need to spend the time to build uh, to, to build the world. And, you know, there's that, that takes time. You can't do that fast, right? Like, especially, especially in the age of Star Wars, right? Like, Star Wars is like kind of the, the, is the first of its kind type of movie. It's not like you can use kind of like cheap reference tricks to um to like clue the audience in on what's happening because there's there's nothing to there's no like cultural zeitgeist to kind of like nod to them and tell them like this is that you know like you can't like look at a person and be like this is you know like like your typical star base because we don't really have a conception of that in the popular zeitgeist at the time that star wars is made and so i i, I interesting I think, I, I, think, I i disagree with this by the way but i i see your point and i think that's interesting I mostly disagree with this because we have comic books. Uh, we have Star Trek has been around. Uh, I mean, Star Trek was around for years before this, um, and stuff like the you know like the Flash Gordon serials and that kind of stuff. Uh, I like. I think that there was enough of a there like was enough of a kind of um, like a precursor to this. Uh, See, I, like the thing, like none of those things. I don't think reached the level of popularity of like. Star Wars has its fair share of nerds, but it's also got, like, it also has appeal to, like, the mass audience, right? Like, you know, Star Wars, like, the, like the details of, like, you know, like, how many shots of power Cell can give to a blaster, that's all, like, the, 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 the kind of, the, the area of nerddom, but, like, the general movies have a much broader appeal than any of the things you said, like, right, like, comic books, extremely limited in scope, Star Trek, limited in scope, um, Flash Gordon, you know, limited in scope, right? Like, Star Wars is the type of movie that, like, like my parents went and saw, even though they're, like, you know, not those, you know, not nerdy types of people. Okay, I get that. Sure. That's, that, 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 that's, that sells it to me. In, in a lot of ways, actually, it's that perspective that is what makes me kind of knock Star Wars compared to most people, right? Like, my, my, uh, my end-all thesis is essentially just kind of that, like, what most folks do is they combine, um, like, the, the impact that Star Wars had from, like, a historical perspective, right? Um, and I call this, be like, like it, it's, it's iconic kind of status, in a way. Um, with, like, its quality as a film, essentially, right? And so, like, if you, if you look at it as a film and then you compare it to another film... I think it comes up short in a lot of ways because it was the first of its kind, right? And it introduced our entire culture to this stuff um, in a way that nothing else ever had, if that makes sense. And it's okay to kind of give it that handicap in, in a certain sense. And if you want to say, well, like, yeah, it was the first one of those, right? Sure, whatever, Kung Fu Panda, and I will die on that hill, is a better movie than Star Wars. But the only reason is because Kung Fu Panda came after Star Wars. It got to learn from Star Wars. It's standing on the shoulder of the, of the, of the giant that is Star Wars, right? And from my perspective, like, okay, sure, 
Yeah, that's true. But if you filter out that kind of like iconicness and like the the amount that you're kind of curving because it was the first of its kind, it makes sense that this movie is rough around the edges, right? And I don't, and you know, like, and I don't hold that against it or whatever. But it is still a worse movie than you know stuff that comes later, like Return of the Jedi, right? I've always maintained that Return of the Jedi is better than the original Star Wars. Though, ironically, this might be the first watch through that I don't think that that's true. Um, though I still also maintain that Revenge of the Sith is better than the original Star Wars. Yeah, well, you know, that's, like, <laughs> literally everything you said there. Like, like, I don't think it's as rough around the edges as you're saying. I, th- I think you kind of, like, like you're, you're kind of ingrained, like, fanboys for the prequels kind of makes you blind to the genius of the original trilogy. Cause I think no, still- man, hey, man, hey, man, I, I do want to say there's a lot of genius in there. You know what I mean? Like, the, there's a lot of stuff that works, like, super, super well, right? Uh, but I do think that the I do think the opening drags a whole bunch. And I think the, the opening drags a whole bunch because it embraces some concept. You know what I mean? Like, it's a proof of concept for this hero's journey kind of story. We haven't really had that before or whatever. But, like, the hero's journey is also, like, a work of philosophy. It's not a work of like screenwriting advice you know what i mean and so i think that that lends this drag to you know to it right the whole back and forth um with luke not wanting to go with obi-wan right and you know like the refusal of the call until he goes back and he sees you know aunt beru and then like he's crossed the threshold i think like all of that stuff is not i just i don't think all that's any of that stuff is good I, but it, so I, I would give you that it's not kind of like the most compelling thing, but it's also like two minutes, right? Like I, if, if anything, I don't think that that's given enough room to breathe. And that's, that's really wow, man. Like I it's it's literally sure. it's like he meets Obi Wan. He's like, you should come with me. And he's like, no, I gotta stay at the farm. And then like literally a minute later, he's at the farm. He's like, well, I guess they're dead. I've got nothing better to do, so I'm gonna go with the old space wizard I found in the mountains. Wait, and so you would want to expand that instead of think, cutting that? I don't think I want to. I, I don't think I want to expand it. I just don't think this. Like, I don't think there's anything too. There's not a lot to cut, right? Like you talk about this fan cut and how you would make it shorter. I don't see a lot of ways to make it shorter, right? Like. Like, I get you could cut some of the chaff, right? Like, so may, I also may, think, maybe, so I do also think you can cut a lot of the C3PO R2D2 stuff right in the beginning. Um, like, them not, like, them splitting up or whatever. I mean, like, it's funny and, and you know, sure, like, and, yeah. and that's, and that's okay. But then there's this whole thing with the Jawas or whatever. And then the Tusken Raiders and they knock out Luke. You know, like, there's just all of this shit, I feel like, that just buys that all, that whole opening down. It's like the first act of the movie is the first half of the movie. That's way too long, it feels like to me. Um, I, I see what you're saying, and I think you can cut things like the uh, kind of the, them splitting up and just have them both picked up by by the, the transport um, almost immediately. But I, I, I don't think you're cutting out as much as you think you're, you're cutting out. Um, I think that, like, a lot of these... Like, these Beats, I guess is the right word, are, are necessary to kind of like establish a logical flow through. Um, and maybe you could accelerate it and cut it in places. But I think that like, first of all, I think that part of it is that like, I think it's like, I, I've, I don't know how, how long it is. Maybe, maybe I'll try and scrub through it now, but there's not a lot like there's, there's a significant amount of time on, on the, uh, on the, 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 the blockade runner. Uh, so like, like Tatooine doesn't uh start uh, it's like 10 minutes that are on the uh on 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 the the you know the, the opening which is leia 
uh, doing her thing. Um, and so, like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's there's not a lot of a lot to cut that doesn't take away from things. So if if, if that's the case, then I feel as though uh, what you're arguing is that like the script also has this problem, which I would agree with, right? That essentially the opening should have been rewritten such that a lot of this minor turbulence that doesn't really go anywhere um, gets written out, which I would also say is fine. I, like, I, I don't know that you could cut the finished movie today, right, and and you could, like, cut around that in order to make it work. You probably would miss some logical beats and stuff like that, and it wouldn't make as much sense because the script was written, obviously, um, sure. to flow moment to moment like that. Um, but, but uh, yeah. I don't know. It just so, feels so, so front-loaded to me. I, 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 get, I get that argument in, in kind of, uh, in theory, but I, like, what, like conceptually right like, like bunny salah gets to rewrite episode four what like how, how do you how do you accelerate what what's happening here uh i think that you just i think that there are aspects of this that you um keep uh you know in the sense of right like the plot points you're trying to get across are um r2d2 and c3po hit the planet get kidnapped by jawas or whatever um, and then are eventually sold to Luke and Owen and stuff. Um, but I think you might do some things like, I don't think, um, you don't need to take as long with the, uh, like you don't need to take as long with R2-D2 and C-3PO splitting up and they both get caught by the same Jawas in different, you know, like in different spots or whatever there's this whole like there's this whole sequence or whatever where like 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 r2d2 is like nervously moving through a ravine before he gets like stunned and captured right you know right. and then there's c3po and he's off and he's like oh r2d2 what a little shithead oh hello save me say you know what i mean like there's just like all of that kind of stuff i think doesn't doesn't work but i think you keep you know like I think you keep, um, like, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi, that part's important. I think you keep selling the droids, that part's important. Um, but, like, you also make it a lot easier for Luke to get to Ben. Like, I don't even really think that, Tus like, that whole thing with Tusken Raiders is good. Um, I think Tusken Raiders being there, and I like, for instance, I like the, um, uh, you know... Uh, you know, these, these are stormtroopers, Tusken Raiders do single file stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I like that kind of stuff, but I don't like Luke getting knocked out by Tusken Raiders and Obi-Wan, you know, saving him and bringing him back to his house and stuff like that. I just think there's a lot, I just think there's a lot that you can trim down. No, I, I, I feel that it just, it, it, it doesn't feel, those parts don't feel that long to me. I also think part of it by too is also, you know, there's a little bit of padding in here that maybe like. Like, what do you? How do you feel about uh, special edition Jabba in Episode Four? I so I really like the special editions, and I go to bat for the special editions because there's a lot about the special editions that make the movies much better, but people don't notice. Right? Basically, everything you don't notice about the special editions is great. Everything you do notice is probably bad. Um, I'm not a huge fan of special edition Jabba, but I mostly just think that that's bad CGI. You know, like 1997. CGI. I feel like if they did a special edition, special edition, right, where they updated the CGI for Jabba the Hutt um, to like modern standards, I think it would probably be fine. Okay, I I, I think I, but that's part of like 
what I'm saying, like, just to, to kind of unwind to my original point, is that there's time in here where, like, not, not only, you know, there's a couple cuts back to the Death Star, um, not they're super long, um, and there's also kind of, like, like this, this, this short scene with Java that, that kind of pads out the beginning a little bit more than I... I don't know. I think I, I I kind of agree with you in theory, but like in practice, I still think it, I still think it works fine. Like I've never, I've never felt watching it. Like I only realized that they got off of Tatooine at the hour mark when I wanted to compare it to a moment in uh, episode one, maybe. Um, for similar reasons, because there was you know like the you know the, the structures or whatever you know it's poetry or whatever. Uh, um, I've got, I've got a thing for that in fucking, uh, Return of the Jedi remind me to talk about poetry. Um, but, uh, I don't know, I, I have never watched episode four and thought like, and thought that that beginning part felt like it was dragging. Um, which. Man, I, that's interesting. I always feel like that part is dragging. I really like the, you know, and I don't want to undersell this, I really like the movie when it gets going, right? I think that basically the moment that you get Luke, Han, and Leia together, right, that's, that is pinnacle Star Wars Episode Four, right? That's when Star Wars Episode Four is at its best, um, on the Death Star, right? And, like, they have the kind of banter, and they're moving through the trash compactor, and, you know, uh, and all that kind of, like, I just think all that stuff works so well, right? Like the, you know... We're, everything, everything's fine. How, how are you? You, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I, like that stuff all works so good, right? Um, even stuff on the Millennium Falcon, right? Like, as soon as you get like Han, um, uh, as soon as you get Han in there, right? Uh, it just feels crazy to me that it takes an hour to get to that stuff. And I feel like all of the stuff that I really remember, like, really loving about Star Wars Episode Four, right? Like, it's all that stuff that happens after that hour mark. I mean, I also think that the movie has other problems, right? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit too hard on. Like, th there is more to the rough-around-the-edges point than just the beginning drags. For instance, I think Darth Vader is not a compelling villain in this movie specifically. He is only kind of retroactively compelling because he does so much cool shit in Empire. And that kind of, like, bleeds into how cool he was in this one. But, like, if you just look at this movie alone, he's not... He doesn't do all that much, and he doesn't interact with the the uh, he doesn't interact with the group right very and much. I think part of that is he is he shifts from like in in, the, in Empire and Return of the Jedi, he's very much a a, a human uh, villain because and that's part of the point, right? Like he, he's gonna do a heel face turn, um, but in the in Episode Four, he's much more uh, kind of a, a force of nature, um. And I think I, in my own words, gets me. I see this shit, Mango. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like, because like, I don't. Know, I think he fills his. Like, I agree, he's not as good of a villain, but I think he fulfills the villain role just fine, right? Like, the, the, this first movie isn't about his arc. Um, and I, I think you know, maybe part of your your disdain for this is like the whole first, the whole prequel trilogy is about Vader's arc. Um, and a large part of five and six is also his arc and four is explicitly not right. Like is like Darth Vader's just like, you know, like evil incarnate and he's going to do so and he's going to do some evil stuff and then we're going to blow up the big foozle. Um, and, and, and I get that. Um, I don't know. I, I just, 
I don't see that so much as a flaw, just like it's a difference. It's not necessarily about him not having an arc. I just don't think that he does much. Uh, like, one of the things I really love about Empire uh, when it comes to Darth Vader is you really see Darth Vader doing shit, right? And you can tell that he's formidable because he's making smart decisions, if that makes sense. You know, like, he beats them to, uh, like, to Cloud City, right? And he's manipulating Lando and all this stuff. Um, and he, tri you know, like, he tricks Luke into the carbonite freezer. He, like, I don't know, there's just, there's a lot more menace to, to Darth Vader, like, from an antagonist point of view. Um, but I don't think that he gets that kind of menace, probably because the climax of the movie is a spaceship battle, right? And, like, you know, and I think that the trench run is very good, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to, like, under, like, I don't want to downplay that, but, like, the drama in the trench run doesn't really come from Darth Vader all that much. Like, it mostly comes from... Uh, like, the Death Star being a really formidable place to be fighting, star like, doing starfighters, um, and how small, like, the tar and how hard it is to hit the target, right? And, like, you know, the tension of trust the Force Luke and Luke putting away his targeting computer and that being the thing that allows him to, like, hit the bullseye because he, like, you know, like, he trusts the Force and he embraces the Force and everything like that. Like, I think all that stuff works, but all that stuff works completely independent of Darth Vader, right? I feel like Darth Vader is only in there to kind of complete Han's thing, where, like, he leaves, but then he comes back. Because um, he's not even in most of the Starship fight until the very, very, very end. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, he's In this movie, he's supposed to be much... Like, the enemy... Like, Darth Vader, while he's kind of, like, the singular villain, the real villain is, is the Empire and, like, the Death Star. And, like, Darth Vader as his kind of, like symbol of the empire i think I, I don't know i i just feel like you're criticizing it for a thing that it's not supposed to be see i think almost that you're forgiving it for that like this same thing of that's uh, uh, that's fair it's it's, it's 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 a matter of perspective yeah it's a matter, like, it's a matter like, of know, like, uh, point of view uh, uh, like, for instance, I also don't like the lightsaber duel, right? I, I mean, I like it conceptually, and I think an introduction to lightsabers and everything is important, and that, like, you know, given the weight of, right, like, given the weight of somebody who enjoys the prequels a lot and and feels, right, you know, the Obi-Wan Darth Vader tension and relationship works for me because I have invested in it through the prequels and everything like that. Um, but I still feel like their confrontation in episode four, right, like, it isn't emotional for the two of them meeting if that makes sense like I, I don't know if it's the line delivery right and like maybe james earl jones just kind of sounds a little bit bored in like that i mean obviously i think he's fantastic and i'm not trying to shit on him or whatever but like those specific lines where he's like you know now i am the master i don't know like they're just they're just like boring yeah. and there's no like so so I, I will i will agree with you i think that that fight is less about Obi-Wan versus Vader and more about Obi-Wan dying in front of Luke, right? It's like, a, it, it, it's a death of a mentor thing, and that's where the emotion yeah, yeah. comes in. Um, and, you know, cool laser swords. Um, like, it's... I, I will agree that, like, the tension between Obi-Wan and Vader just it, it isn't as strong there. Um but again, I don't think it's necessarily supposed to be. Like, we don't see much of that fight. We see, oh, like, man, see, I really disagree with you. I feel like it, that kind of thing, especially for these, like, mentor, kind of, like, mentor-apprentice movies, I think that it is really important. This is why I like to compare it to Kung Fu Panda, because Kung Fu Panda has the same... I don't know if you've seen it, even. It's uh, like... <laughs> yeah. 
So I've there's seen. like the, there's this you know there's the there is, uh you know Poe the panda is being trained by Shifu like the little mouse I don't know what the fuck he is right um against Tai Lung who is Shifu's first apprentice and is like incredibly amazing or whatever right but like the fight between Shifu and Tai Lung is incredibly important to the structure of that movie right like that movie. And it learns, and like, and this is what I mean, like, standing on the shoulders of giants, like, it has 40 years to learn from Star Wars to get to this point, right? But it, it, it knows that the confrontation between Shifu and Tai Lung is also really important to the story between Shifu and Poe, and, like, Poe and Tai Lung, if that makes sense. Um... And, and so, and so they, they do work hard at it and putting tons of emotion in there and really kind of, like, getting you invested in, like, that relationship, too. And, and like, and I'm not trying to say, like, and, and I don't want to, I'm, I'm not trying to say the movie is bad because of this. But this is just my, the movie is rough around the edges. If we were making Star Wars Episode Four today, it would be made with some of these things in mind because I think people would would know, you know, do you, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like people would know today because they have 40 years of movie making experience hypothetically speaking to so, kind of correct on yeah I, I i see what you're saying i don't know if i if i necessarily agree with you i think i think a large part of this is informed by the fact that like as kind of like fans of the series there's a lot of baggage in that fight that isn't there because that baggage wasn't established in kind of like the larger context yeah yet right like i think if like these films were released in chronological order um, which, you know, like, going into that fight, this fight scene would be a lot more disappointing, but kind of, like, knowing the construction of, of, of how it was built, which is kind of why I, I advocate for a, a release order watch, um, in terms of, like, you know, like, people invent the new order, how to watch it every right, fucking right, week. Right. Um, and that's kind of, like, it's, it's, uh, it, that's just kind of, like, I see your point. I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, and uh, I, 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 I want to. I also want to say that something else I'm doing here. I said the same thing when we were doing the episode two review, where I was kind of like, um, I, you know, like I'm a person who buys episode one more than most people and episode three more than most people, but I also have to divorce myself from that in a way um, when I'm rating when I'm talking about episode. Uh, when I'm talking about episode two, right? And I want to make sure that I'm not kind of curving episode two up because I like the other movies. Right. This is also part of that. You know, like, like in terms of the series as a whole, right? Like, yeah, I, I think that uh, I think that there's a lot of stuff in episode four that kind of reflects on the other stuff in the Star Wars movie that's really cool and really interesting. But I also feel like I kind of have a duty when I'm kind of um, like... Uh, making an assessment on like the quality of this film to kind of cut that stuff off because that's not part of this film. If that makes yeah, sense, I, I I get that, and I think I think that that's kind of like like uh, one of the things I said about episode one was that like Qui Gon's a much better character after watching all three uh, on like a rewatch because yeah. you kind of get Qui Gon's deal and that doesn't shine through. And I think this is kind of like the opposite of that effect, right? Like. I think, like, if somehow I was I was able to like wipe your wipe wipe our minds and we could watch four four five six one two three, that cut like the kind of like things about four that are that you're describing like in some ways that you're describing as rough aren't actually that rough. They just could be better 
in kind of the 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 setting of like you know a a, a longer story, which isn't necessarily I, I don't know. I, it's also so I I want to tell, say that like you know that's also like a thing that that could have been better, right? Like they could have planned out episodes one through six to a T, which they clearly didn't, no matter what George Lucas fucking says. Um, and they could have like made that that fight have its impact if you know like they magically have all six scripts already you know ready to go and you can go back and do those those edits beforehand mm-hmm. um uh and so I, I do think that that's like still a valid criticism just like in a in kind of a, a it's a, it's a flaw of like it's a flaw of like i, I want to say almost world building more than it is a flaw of like the the film in itself Right, like, I, I think if episode four is the only Star Wars movie that ever comes out, right? Like, if, if you know, it doesn't reach its mass appeal, it's just kind of, like, a cult classic that lies, like, half for half forgotten. Right. Um, then I think these criticisms don't come out because they're, they're, like... Like, Darth Vader in episode four is fine for Darth Vader in episode four, but isn't fine for Darth Vader as a member of the Star Wars saga, if that makes sense. Okay. Okay, I guess I, I guess I see that. Yeah, I also think that a little bit of this is that, is that I, I I think the other movies in the um, in the canon are more quality than most other people, right? Like I think Return of the Jedi is better, and we'll get to this is better than people give it credit for. I obviously think that Revenge of the Sith is better better than people give it credit for. Um, but but I I, I, I get that. I see that. I feel that. Uh, yeah. Um, something I do want to bring up, though, is is one of the things that I noticed while watching this movie is that a lot of the 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 fight scenes is like it's um are great for kind of like stakes and emotion, especially later down the line. But this also happens here, right? Like um, Ben like withdrawing his lightsaber, letting Darth Vader uh, kill him. Like uh, that's all like great, like, kind of on an emotional level. But the actual action of the fight scenes isn't great um it's something that kind of like i don't think i've ever watched all six movies this this close to each other um and like i kind of really got a greater appreciation for the action in one two and three after watching four five and six again because they're they're like it's it's just not super fantastic i think the starship stuff is pretty good but like the act like i don't know part of this too is like we live in an age with john wick and uh, the Matrix, and you know all, all these other kind yeah. of like really, really great, well choreographed fight scenes. And in 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 Star Wars, the fights are less uh, kind of they're less kind of impressive fight scenes on their own, um, and more uh, and more kind of like devices that kind of drive the story forward. And I and I think that they are um, appropriately lackluster for for that. Yeah, I, this is something that I also agree with, um, and I find people defend it, um, mostly by saying, like, they believe, you know what I mean? Like, like this is like the red letter media kind of thing to it, which is like, oh, well, the, the fight scenes in episode one and episode three might, like, be better choreographed, but there's no emotion in them, right? So, the emotion that's in The Empire Strikes Back lightsaber battle or whatever or um the M- the oh, sorry the uh um, of the jedi darth, the well darth vader versus obi-wan kenobi trumps the action or whatever and i just think that's bullshit to be honest with you <laughs> like 
I, I first of all, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. Obviously, right. Um, and uh, and I think that like you know it's not fair i guess to forgive uh kind of like lapses in action filmmaking action filmmaking something is that that i really pay attention to right it's something that's really important to me it's basically the foundation for why i like Zack snyder as a director kind of full stop right is because i think he is like the best action filmmaker um uh in hollywood right um and so the a bit like the the kind of fundamentals of action filmmaking that are lacking in this movie definitely do bother me. It, it actually really hit me much more in Return of the Jedi and in Empire Strikes Back um, because the, the, the fight scenes are not shot with a sense of geography. Um, for instance, there's a really good and, and geographical progression. It's kind of like the difference of like, you know how you know how GMs in D and D say you know you wanna you wanna have a fight in like a crowded storeroom. You don't want to just have every fight be in an empty you know an empty meadow where there's nothing going on, right? Because you want people to interact with the environment at the same time that they're interacting with the opponents or whatever. Um, I guess it's 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 kind of like that, right? Like a lot of the the original trilogy fight scenes seem to be kind of that working against you, whereas stuff like you know, in episode one, the lightsaber duel, you're moving from uh, kind of like this hangar to like the power couple, you know what I mean? And then people are falling off of stuff and jumping onto different laters and there's force fields that are blocking, you know what I mean? Or like the Mustafar fight is all this, you know, and they, they slash the controls and so the, the thing is sinking into the lava and they're going on. And, you know, maybe that's like over the top, whatever, you know, like I kind of who cares, but I just kind of felt like... Um, in episode four, they're just kind of in a bland hallway, like hitting sticks back and forth, right? Um, and then in episode six, they're in the Emperor's chambers. Um, and episode six is, is, is a little bit better because you, know, you kind of have like Luke hiding from like Vader and stuff like that. But uh, you also don't have a great sense for the, what the room looks like, yeah. which really bothers me. Um, and the same thing for episode uh, five. Like, even though we've spent a lot of time in this Carbonite Chamber room, I don't know if it's just, like, how they frame it. I just, I'm always turned around. I have no idea where they are and how they're moving between, you know, like, between spots in that room. And now they're off on the back. Like, like, this always hit me with the with the catwalk, right? How they get up out, out of the catwalk. Um, Luke gets tossed out of this, like, vacuum-sealed window. And Vader is holding on to, like, the wall to not get sucked out. And then Luke gets sucked out. And then Vader's just there. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have that transition where they show you, oh, well, he he walked to the edge of the window and then he jumped down because he's Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff, I think, is all kind of lacking. And I think that stuff is all, like, building blocks on for what you need for, like, good action filmmaking. And I find that that is, that is lacking here. Specifically in, like, the man-to-man -man stuff. I think that the star the Starship stuff is still... Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. It's kind of winding back to what you said, you know, like... The, like, I do kind of agree with, like, the point that the action in the prequels is better, but kind of, like, the the emotional stakes are worse. Um, and I think it's just kind of, like, a matter of opinion as to, like, which one of those is more important to you at the moment. Like, um, and, you know, I, I, either way is fine, but I, I do, th like, I think... I think you could actually do, like, some interesting... Like, you, you could make the fight in the hall between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan a more interesting fight, right? Like, you could even probably, like, reshoot it today and, like, add it to the double plus on good edition or whatever. Um, 
and it would be, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a YouTube video waiting to be made. It's like, what if the fight between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan was made uh, in, the, in, a, in the modern style? I can kind of, like, imagine, like, these, like, like flying shots of, like, a camera quickly moving across is, like, like uh, you know, like a, a more dynamic lightsaber battle happens. Um, I think that'd be kind of, like, a neat thing to explore. Uh because, because I, I think you can get, like, most of the emotion out of those scenes still while they'll still, like, like, I don't think there's anything inherent to the action that kind of, like, builds up that, those emotional stakes. I, I think that, like, you could, you could sub in, um, better action and, and it would work, right? It's not, it's yeah. not, like, I think, maybe we'll get to this when it comes to Return of the Jedi, that, like, that fight does get a lot of, I think, like, the, the kind of emotion that it needs to into the actual fight. Um, and even though the fighting itself isn't impressive, like, kind of, like, the emotiveness of the way that they are fighting, I think, is important. Yep. But I think you could still you, you could still do that better. You um, know, it's actually kind of funny now that, now that you uh, mention it, um, because it kind of makes me, like, wonder how much the like the you know the action here is what influences kind of the way that things are depicted elsewhere um the what i'm what i'm really addressing is like so in like in the star wars battlefront games playing as darth vader right he's slow and he's very like ponderous um kind of compared to you know like compared to the these other guys who are zipping around the map right like darth maul is very acrobatic and he's like flipping and shit like that but darth vader just kind of like walks around and he has really powerful force powers and stuff um and he like swings his lightsaber like a champ or whatever but like how like how much of the fact that like we have kind of canonized darth vader as like a very slow methodical you know you know doesn't make you know like doesn't do crazy shit i guess um fighter is just because like the action was not shot super well uh in it like in these movies i mean even thinking like to rogue one like rogue one was was really great about was really really great about darth vader i feel like that was like darth vader in action um but i'd almost have to like watch that scene again to kind of be like wow that doesn't match the darth vader that we see immediately after this confrontation with these rebel troopers like at all right like i i think it does i, I think i think that's part of what he's supposed to be right like he's like you know you know canonically outside of uh you know uh the uh outside of the, the films itself he's supposed to be like his style is just kind of like swing very hard and overpower and like kind of power through yeah um everything that your opponent does especially in kind of like the age of the the empire where there's it's never against like another lightsaber wielder right like you don't need this fancy acrobatics to deal with that kind of thing um and so I think that like, like the kind of like like slow, deliberate, like overpowering strikes. I don't think that actually is, is that clear in episode four. I think that's more clear in episode episode five and six. I think yeah. that's kind of actually instructive. And um, I don't like if I were to reshoot it, I still would have Darth Vader act that way, right? Like, like it's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's like probably the only scene of of. Uh, game of thrones i've seen but I, I've, I've seen kind of like the fight between like the small fast guy and the big like heavy oh, oberon, oberon martel versus the mountain uh i 
I always saw was the clip. I think that's what you're referencing. And there's like yeah. a guy with like a spear, and he's slow and quick, and he gets like a couple hits in, and then like the big guy like knocks him over, and just like bashes him to fucking death with like his giant club or whatever it is. Um, and uh, like I think that's kind of like what you still want out of Vader is is that kind of archetype. Um, and I think that's yeah, actually yeah, that's yeah, that's true. And I think that's I, what I, they're I, trying I, to do with Kylo Ren, right? Like that's why he's got this fucking Force Claymore. With like the the weird fucking uh, cross guard on it, it's because it's trying it's trying to like put that lightsaber in that space because frankly Darth Vader's lightsaber doesn't look like a weapon that should do that, um, and you know obvi- uh, you know there, there's there's the stories about how like lightsabers were supposed to be heavy and they just got light in the prequels, which is fine. I, I'm not taking fault with that kind of like transformation, but what it does mean is that the visual language around like a heavier fighting style needs to be changed a little bit, which is what I think they did with the crossguard lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm also on record that I really enjoy Kylo Ren, uh, but I don't think that the... I didn't even feel like the action in uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. Uh, I can't remember their fight scene. I really don't remember their fight scene that well. Um, yeah, so I actually... I, I, wanna, I want you to know that uh, while I was listening, I, I also just rewatched the Rogue One thing with Vader really quickly um and i think that you're right i think that the 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 heavy hits with which darth vader like swings his kind of lightsaber really do work um even in like the modern context of like modern action um yeah i don't know i i guess it i yeah so yeah yeah, i i think that i think that probably is like a like a fan theory that that doesn't i guess pan out <laughs> if that makes sense yeah um do we need uh we should we've spent a lot of time talking about the action in kind of the series as a whole do we want to talk about anything else in particular in inside of uh, episode four before we run out of our episode four time well, so so here we also have uh you know like we haven't talked about han solo at all which i find right. very weird everybody fucking loves han solo uh, yes, <laughs> but i also kind of don't know what to say about han solo <laughs> in this movie uh, I don't know, like, it's, like, th- th- this party is very much kind of like a very archetypal party, right? Like, you've got, like, the hero, the Lancer, and, uh, I don't, I don't know what Leia qualifies as, but, like, she's, like, like the third character, and it, and it works. It works really well, um, especially on the Death Star. Like, Han's smugglerness juxtaposed with, like, Luke's farm boyishness, uh, like, like I think they did a really good job of playing up Luke's kind of naivete, and right, the amount of times I want to s- slap him um, for being a whiny little bitch is great. And this juxtaposes with like kind of like too cool Han Solo. Like I'm looking at a scene at, 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 uh, at a frame that I just managed to click to right now, and it's like Luke with like his farmer, like his farmer robe all closed up tight, kind of like looking at Han, and Han looking like vaguely annoyed in his like first like three buttons of his like shirt unbuttoned and his chest hair poking out it's like very much like they, they very much did the visual language with, with with it great um uh you know this is interesting kind of bit to go with what do you think of uh han shooting first i was actually just about to ask you that um i am actually pretty on board with you know like george lucas has basically said like han solo is a good guy he ends up with the fucking princess you know uh, he can't, you know, like, he can't shoot first kind of thing. 
which is the reason that Han uh, would traditionally change to not shooting first, I guess. Um, I, I like that reasoning to a certain extent, uh, but I also think that it's just cooler if he does shoot first. Um, like, I think the... Uh, like the, the that kind of deadliness to him and to where they are that's probably better for the story overall I don't know it's kind of that's kind of a cop-out answer because I'm basically just saying like I think Han should have shot first but everybody who complains about that are jerks because I that's basically my point of view okay. <laughs> yeah no, something something I kind of like I don't know I, I, on this watch through is that like it kind of feels like it's not even like I I can get the decision to make Han not shoot first from kind of a directorial standpoint, but I think the way he tried to fix it doesn't really work. Like it's it doesn't oh my God. feel. You know what? You know what it is? It's the Superman's mustache of this movie. It's because the CGI isn't good. If that makes sense. Well, it's, I feel like like it, there's there's not even like enough time for like. I don't know, it feels like in-universe that, like, it's not like he was even reacting to Greedo shooting. It's just, like, they were both, like, he was going to shoot anyway, and Greedo just happened to get a shot off first. Which kind of, like, reframes it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't like it. Like, I think it's fine if he shoots first, but I also don't think it's as big a deal as people, like... Like, I get why people are aggravated kind of on principle... But I don't think it's actually the end of the world. Yeah, me neither. I think that the uh, I think I mean like I like I said I think that the um, uh, the special edition gets more flack than it deserves, um, mostly from that perspective of like the all of the 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 small things the minor things um, really do make the film a lot better. I saw a theatrical cut. Uh, uh, and I've seen the theatrical cut because, you know, like, obviously, like, the first time I watched Star Wars was before the special editions, right? Um, and I think, the, the like, the little things like, you know, making the sand or, like, the, you know, the vistas in Tatooine look better, right? Like, I just think that stuff works. I don't know. I just think that stuff works better, and I like those changes a lot. Uh, most of the, no like, the big noticeable ones I could probably do without, you know... I yeah, know. I think part of that, too, is just, like, as you said, like, the CGI, like, I said this in about episode one, the CGI doesn't age great, Yeah, right? Like, the Dubak looks very much like a fucking, like, weird CGI monstrosity, and so, like, not that it's a problem, it's just kind of, like, like, that would have been a criticism of it if it had been in the original movie in the first place, is that it doesn't, the, the CGI didn't age well, um... And I get that there's, like, the extra layer for this, and that you can say, like, well, then why did, why did they choose to... Why did they choose to add it into the special edition? They could have just let it out, but like you know, that's I don't know. I think I think the problems are more with kind of like the quality of the CG than anything else. Yeah, and I also understand how like you know if you're a guy like George Lucas and you know you have ILM under your belt and CG is changing and growing, you know what I mean? And all of these things that you couldn't do twenty years ago, right? But now you can because. CGI is a thing. Like, I understand how, like, like I, I get why he would be excited to do this, right? Um, and to make these changes and to do, like, the fucking, you know, jazz singer 
or to make Jabba the Hutt actually Jabba the Hutt. Um, so I also don't like, I, I have a very tough time getting on George Lucas's case. Yeah. Just fundamentally. Yeah. I feel that. Um, yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about anything else in episode four? Yeah, I don't know. What, what else is there in episode four? Where do, where do you rate episode four in comparison to the other movies? Um, we've talked about this stuff, but I'm just I like I haven't heard. Generally, I rate it as the second best after five. Okay. Um. Yeah, uh, and you, where, where do you put it in, in your pantheon? Yeah, see, I see. This is this is where it gets tough because I rated after five, um, and then I also rated after three, but like I used to rate six ahead of it, and then I was kind of like, well, episode four and episode seven occupy the same space essentially but i don't think that's true anymore there's actually a while where i thought phantom menace was better but that was just me being crazy and provocative and contrarian i mean i think you can still say that about episode three but hey uh uh episode i don't know do you think you think four and seven are as good as each other no not anymore uh, okay that's an artifact i feel like before i like really started the hate the hate train on episode seven. seven yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm interested to watch it again because I, I i just i just haven't um and i, I want to see if like how much of what i'm like what what i've i've kind of like built in my mind is is reflective of reality because you know it's the same kind of fanboyism that like you know lets me watch these movies and, and like make it hard to see the flaws i i I do. I do want to put more, more. Eyes yeah, on you know, I, I think at this point I might say that episode four is better than episode six. Man, I really like episode six though. That's so depressing to me. Episode six was my favorite for a long time, uh, like before the prequels came out. I always loved episode six, and I was kind of. I didn't get episode five because I was a kid, um, and I didn't think episode four was great. But like, man, like it, it is really amazing how much the Death Star sequence really worked with me this time around. Um, compared to, like, other times when I've kind of been like, oh, right, like, this is when the movie kicks into gear and things are, like, you know, fun and interesting. But there's just something about, like, the way everyone is, like, like the team getting together, essentially, um, that just feels so satisfying. Uh... Yeah. Uh, so, something that, that hit me this time around is that there's some some dark moments in, in Star Wars that, like, I don't know, that, that didn't really hit me, like, Biggs kind of like dying is is just like a a thing that's kind of like lightly touched on, but it's, it's kind of dark for what is generally a, a, a brighter universe. Um, that and kind of like it, it was that like running into um, uh, basically uh, Luke's snow speeder co pilot uh, being crushed to death by the ATAT is kind of like wow, these are some brutal moments. Yeah, uh, that like I I, I just kind of didn't really think about too hard until I was like, yeah, you know, his best friend from back home, who he's seen for all of, like, 30 seconds, gets murdered, or, no, you know, gets gets shot down by an enemy TIE fighter, and he has to deal with that, um, you know, like, very quickly, and that's 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 not something you typically see in, in, in a property as, as kind of bright as, as Star Wars typically is, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I, I, I guess I'm, I'm selling myself on rating episode four above episode six at this point. 
Because episode six also has the same kind of... It really hit me this time around with episode six, and I'll talk about this a little bit more. Um, it's the same kind of thing where, like, the beginning drags. But in episode six, where I used to love that job of the Hut sequence, now it really feels... You know, and this is a criticism that people have always made against the movie, right? Like, now it really feels like they're just kind of, like, sweeping up, like, kind of, like, plot loose ends from the end of Empire, and that it really has nothing to do with the rest of the movie, and, like, that disjointedness sucks... And I really felt that disjointedness this time around, where normally it doesn't bother me as much. Yeah. Also, um, the kind of faffing about with Ewoks was like... Yeah, I mean, we, we, we get to faffing about with Ewoks. When That's we get... true, we will. Okay, but we, we should hit Empire, you're yeah. right. Um, uh, fuck, so Empire Strikes Back, what's the best Star Wars movie? Yeah, Masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what else to say about that. My favorite thing, I have to say, I, 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 I am always struck by how my favorite thing about Empire Strikes Back is kind of that the Jedi are wrong. Um, yeah, and that's something this is, that didn't yeah, hit me for a long time. This is something that really bugs me about how people talk about the prequels as well. Um, you know, like one of the, the foundational aspects of the prequels that sell me on them is, is that I think that the movies are very clearly trying to tell you that, like, the Jedi are the good guys, but they are also flawed and wrong in places, right? Um, and in that, and like, and the, you know, like, yeah, they, they may wield and use the light side of the force or whatever, but that doesn't mean, mean that they are, um, you know, like always perfect. They make mistakes and they are, and they are reading situations wrong. Uh, and that's exactly what happens in em the Empire Strikes Back. It's, it's a lot like the moment, um, you know, it's a lot like the moment in Man of Steel where, um, uh, uh, Jonathan Kent is where like Clark saves these kids or whatever, and Jonathan Kent is like, you know, you shouldn't use your powers out there. And he's like, what was I supposed to do? Let him die? And Jonathan Kent, he says maybe, right? And people always shit on that moment or whatever. But like, I think it's the same kind of thing, right? Like, it's one of those things where it's kind of like, man, there's a real risk reward to this kind of thing. D does Luke go and save his friends? He knows his friends are in danger, or does he sit and complete his training? like Yoda and Obi-Wan say, but leave his friends to go die. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that is what's... Like, like that's what's missing from a lot of people when they when they talk about, uh, like, Star Wars in general, right? We all remember stuff like, you know, do or do not, there is no try, right? Um, or, you know, like, whatever other kind of, like, sagely advice you get from, uh, like, you get from Yoda... Um, but nobody remembers where, where Yoda and Obi-Wan were like, no, you have to kill Darth Vader. There's no other way to end this, right? You know what I mean? Like, or like, you know, <laughs> don't go to Cloud City. Um, you know, you need to stay here, and if you go, everything's lost forever. Um, yeah, right? You're like, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, that that's, I think that stuff is, I, that, I, that's in a lot of ways the most interesting part of Empire Strikes Back, and it's like the part that people m seem to miss the most, it feels like. Uh, to, to, to be fair, and I think that this is something that you can point out as a flaw, is that the movie doesn't kind of like telegraph it as wrong, right? Like, they do a much better job of kind of like telegraphing the councils being too close-minded in the prequels, whereas in, in 4, 5, 6, um, like, 5, like, Yoda isn't ever explicitly like no one. No one looks at Yoda and is like you, you know like you know like I made the right call and you were wrong. He's kind of like he's like oh I'm back Yoda and he's like I'm dead. Blah. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that was funny. Yeah, I mean, but like it's 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 just like there's 
the, the movie doesn't do its job in, in kind of, like, letting you know that that was the point. Right? Like, it, it, it doesn't signpost that, really. Um, what do you think is a fair criticism of the movie? Yeah, okay. I, I think to a certain extent, uh, I think to a certain extent, the movie does, right? I mean, they pretty clearly tell you in the, like, they pretty clearly tell you in the text of the movie, right, that Obi-Wan and Yoda are like, no, you need to finish your training, right? You need to let your friends die because if you want to, you know, defeat the Empire, defeat Darth Vader, um, you know, you need to, you need to complete your training sort of thing. And, um, uh, and also that, like, them dying like you will be like he he's he's they say this like two or three times where it's like if you want to honor what they fight for right you'll stay here and complete your training kind of thing um and i and i think that that makes sense but like you can't reconcile like that misinterpretation of what ends up happening i guess um with like what ends up happening I mean, to a certain extent, well, I actually, to a certain extent, Luke doesn't do anything to save his friends when he goes to Cloud City, right? His friends are saved entirely because Lando, um, like, goes back on his deal with Darth Vader and they all escape in, like, in, like, the Millennium Falcon. Um, and that has nothing to do, that has nothing to do with Luke. In fact, Luke then just gets his ass handed to him by Darth Vader, you know what I mean? Um, but, it, it, but, like, even, even though that is the case, Yoda was still wrong. Because Yoda was also saying that, like, no matter what happens, your friends are all going to fucking die, right? If Luke hadn't right. shown up, Lando still would have broken them out. You know what I mean? Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, like, that, like this aspect to it is something that I, I've always had, a, like, a tough time kind of, like, um, you know. I think that this nuance is what makes the movie better, right? This is what makes it so good. Um, but it's also the, you know... I don't know. It's also a stakes thing, you know, where, like, where the training, you know, like, you have to leave before your training is complete. Like, I don't care. I'm willing to make that that sacrifice and face Darth Vader before I'm ready, before you think I'm ready. You know what I mean? Because that's how important my friends are to me. Like, that also works for me. Yeah, I feel that. Um. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything to add to that. Uh. So, uh, what else do people talk about with Empire? Because, like, I don't know. May maybe I feel like... I feel like sometimes our, our, our cast and movies are a little bit too much shit on everything in the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And there's also not a lot for me... I mean, I also, by the way, think that Empire drags a little bit in spots. Uh, I think it takes a little bit too long for, like, Luke and Yoda to, to like, get together. See, this is also t tough for me because I can't tell if this is just because I know Yoda is Yoda and I have always known Yoda is Yoda. Like, maybe that that reveal kind of works better for someone who sees the movie for the first time. Like, I can't separate myself from that. Right, right? yeah, no, that makes um, sense. Like, just where, you, where Yoda's pretending to be, like, a Muppet for, for a while. Yeah, and just, like, dicking around and, like, doing crazy, you know, like, crazy shit. Uh, I think, like, I think that bit goes on a little bit too long and I don't like the Wampa. Um, uh, but like besides that, I, there's really not a lot to complain about here. Like it's just, everything else is really good, I guess. Yeah. I um, mean, even, you know, like even the lightsaber battle, like we talked about the lightsaber, like I think the lightsaber battle is bad action and it has bad choreography and everything like that. Um, like it doesn't do a good job of like 
geography, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I also think that the lightsaber battle doesn't have to have those things because, like, just the lightsabers in the dark fog room yeah with is the silhouetting an, is, is great yeah it's like yeah. is is so great that it doesn't matter you know what i mean in a lot of ways i almost feel as that that lightsaber fight isn't an action scene you know yeah. it's not it's not like an adrenaline pulse pounder kind of action scene it's just uh um like it's i don't know in, in a way it's almost like a suspense thing than it is anything else um i also love uh, the the attack on Hoth and like AT-ATs. I think AT-ATs are cool. And AT-ATs are great, um, and the fight against the AT-ATs are great, um, and uh, all that stuff works really well. I don't know. Uh, do, I, I I've, I've heard you say it, but do you have a strong position on AT-AT versus AT-AT? Oh yeah, I like AT-AT better than AT-AT. I do too. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, um. And so, oh, here's another thing I will criticize, and I want to I want to uh, ask about. And this I criticize is a weird way to put it. I don't think this has aged well. How do you feel about like the the Han Leia romance? Because um, like, man, do I do not? I don't think that holds up very well. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I I I watched it and and I I thought that this might come up. Um kind of reminds me in in ways of like the of the deckard uh replicant romance yeah no <laughs> i was thinking the exact same thing i mean like cards on the table there's a youtube video out there uh by uh, jonathan mcintosh uh you know like the guy that yeah that guy um uh like worked with feminist frequency or whatever where he talks about um how in in the indiana jones movies uh blade runner and uh, the Star Wars movies, like Harrison Ford specifically, seems to have this really weird thing with like eighties romance and how like the kind of like uh, I don't know, like the kind of like just keep trying, you know, no means yes kind of thing. Like it was really obvious to me in that one moment where like she kept saying no, but he was just like pressing himself into her, and I was like, oh my god, this is so like <laughs> if this came out in a movie today. <laughs> This would be like some like Harvey Weinstein cringeworthy, right? Like holy shit, yeah, no way. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think it's as 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 kind of like bad as as you want to make because because Leia's like Leia's Leia's a stronger character. I think most people give her credit for, and like I think that that like it, what it's supposed to be is like Han breaking through her kind of like hard outer shell because you know. She's, like, a leader of the rebellion, and, like, emotion, like, her emotion, I think she, like, guards her emotions for a variety of reasons. Right. This is, like, Han pushing through that. Um, and, like, you know, it's, it's, there, there's a lot of insistence there, but it's, it's also not, like, it's also not, like, she's resisting against it in a, in a, in a like, the resistance is not, like, I don't know, it's, it, it's hard, like the so the kiss in the kind of uh, the the engine room or whatever that C three PO comically interrupts and I think is like kind of the the big moment that this comes in where he kind of like yeah. grabs her hand and is like is like no you actually do love me and it's and like her reaction isn't like no slap it's like yeah maybe um, and, <laughs> right and, it, it, it's not like he's like like he's like rubbing her hands but it's not like he's like like stopping her from like 
moving whatever. He, like her, her excuse isn't even like, don't touch me like that. I don't like that. It's my hands are dirty, right? Which is very much a kind of classical, like playing too hard to get kind of archetype. Um, and maybe too hard to, hard to get the wrong word, but like, you know, like, like, you know, like strong doesn't want to admit to my feelings type of archetype, right? Like the, like a Helga from Hey Arnold archetype, um, which is a weird place to go. But I, th I, I think that's kind of like what, what it's pushing for. Um, I don't know. I get that though. Yeah, I, I definitely think that it is better, and it is it is much less uh, like it, it was really jarring to me for Blade Runner. Yeah, um, like Blade Runner was a lot worse, I think. Um, and I and I almost think I I do think the kind of like will they won't they aspect of it, right? Like you know, um, uh, you can you can kind of see it, and that and and it, and it and it works better in this movie. Um, I also really, okay, are you ready for a controversial opinion? This is more a controversial opinion than it is like a, like a qualitative thing. Like, I think the movie is fine for this. I just personally don't like this. Do you like the, the, I love you, I know thing? I think that's fucking, yes, I think it's great. I think it's I one of the, I think it's the, garbage. the best moments I, I for Han Solo so in all, in, in all the, I appreciate saga. it from the perspective. I appreciate it from the perspective of like, it's, it's like, it's part of his, uh, character and everything, like, and it makes sense for his character, right? Like, this isn't a knock on, like, you know, oh, this is, like, poor quality or whatever. It just really bugs me, though, um, that uh, I just, it just really bugs me. I don't know why. It just really gets under my yeah, skin. No, I, 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 I don't know. I don't agree with you, but, like, you know, you can't, we can't... I think, I think what, 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 what it really comes down to is I feel as though um, it comes off as, like, a weird, like, uh, you know, he's too cool to say, I love you, you know what I mean? Or to, like, admit that he does, like, that he loves her or whatever. And that just comes off as, like, fantastically douchey to me, for some reason. I, 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 I get why that would, but I, I don't know, I think it's just cool, cool enough in the situation to work. See, that's the thing, is that I don't think it's cool, I guess. I think it's more cool for someone to be like confident in their emotions and say, "Yep, I love you too." You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, or whatever. But, yeah. It's cool. It's cool to share your feelings, but buddy. that's the, no. That's that's real. That's honestly my perspective on it. I guess. Like, I don't know. Like, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm not talking about like what is good. I'm talking about like kind of like in this like you know like in in the way that cigarettes are cool. It's cool, <laughs> right? Like, like. Like that's amazing. Uh, it's, it's it's the same kind of thing though, right? Like I don't think cigarettes are a smart life decision, but it builds like that stereo, like you know that cool image, right? Right? Like you know I would never be like, and smoking is good for you, and I want to emulate that, but like it it, it feeds into that kind of like mystique, right? Like um, and I don't know, and that's that's it, it. It just fits the character so well. Um, yeah. Uh, like it's, it's kind of like what I would expect out of like, uh, like 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 a a, a noir detective type of deal, um. But yeah, um, something I wanted to touch on just because I found it amusing is is, um, I don't know how often you go to Wikipedia, um, but Wikipedia, especially for some of the legends content, has a lot of articles that are like just normal things, but in a Star Wars context. Um, and this is great because it offers like, so I, I did this a couple times in this movie. Um, uh, the first one was, 
uh, when Han goes out of uh, the uh, uh, out of the out of uh, Echo Base or or, or, or Hoth, um, and uh, to go for go look for Luke, uh, he's somebody says like, but then you'll die out there, and he says, well then I'll see you in hell. Um, I was like, wait a minute, hell's a concept <laughs> in the Star Wars universe. And go to Wikipedia, and lo and behold, hell or chaos uh, is is a thing right like it's uh it's it's where the sith go it's the bad place you know it's like it's like very much kind of like this like well somebody said hell in the movie so we have to like build out that concept as it relates to the force and yeah whatnot. no i know i know exactly what you mean this is something that actually comes up in like wow rp all the time and it really bothers me when people do this like for instance people will do things like g's you know what i mean well g's is obviously like a thing for like jesus right? right and so it's like it's really like god your fucking character wouldn't say that but like hell there is a, there is a canon hell right it's just capital h-e-l because it's like Helia's thing or whatever um you know and so uh and so yeah i totally i totally get that uh <laughs> that kind of like retroactively canonizing shit um is really funny uh yeah, uh, the the other one that this happened with was uh, uh, was uh, th- when he lands on Dagobah, there are a bunch of snakes, um, and so I'm like, huh, I guess regular normal ass snakes are a thing, and lo and behold, they are on Dagobah. You know what's I, funny is I actually noticed the same thing about those snakes, and I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. I'm yeah, no, no, know. like in, in general, it's, it's not like it bothers me or this is a flaw. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like. I saw it, and I'm like, I bet there's, like, so, this little background, about a year ago, I stumbled upon, somehow, the Wikipedia articles for, like, breast and water, because these are concepts in the Star Wars universe that need their own pages, apparently. Oh, my God. Um, the, the breast thing, I think, is mostly, like, the, the, the you know, kind of, like, takeaway from the breast thing is kind of, like, explanations of why, like, the seemingly reptile races have, like, females that look like human females. Oh, my God. Because uh, uh, they're, like, reptomamillions or something. You know, like, like, the number of things that, like... Oh, man. What, one of my favorites is... Uh, you know how, like, some of the control panels in the original, like, the theatrical cuts are in English? Um, you know, so that's not, like... So, like, initially, like, Orabesh, which is the the the, uh, the language of Star Wars, um, is, not, is not, like, Rom- Roman symbols, right? It's, like, these weird, like, symbols that you and I can't read because we're, we're not Star Wars speakers. That's supposed to be the common language. Right. But some point along the line in Legends, um, English letters got canonized as High Galactic. Um, and then it fell out in Legends, but then, like, it appeared somewhere else and somebody recanonized it in the new canon. So, hi, like, in Star Wars, if you see English letters, it's High Galactic, but the like common speak is Orabesh. Like the common letters are Orabesh, even though they're, they're two alphabets that describe the same language. Um, oh, there's just like one of those kind of like, oh no, wow. we like people care too much about this. We have to retroactively make everything make sense. Um, which is kind wow. of kind of along <laughs> the lines of like the why didn't they just shoot the fucking escape pod thing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah, the other thing is about carbon freezing. Man, dude, Han was, like, carbon frozen for, like, two years, right? And, like, it always strikes me. Th- this is one of those details that I always forget until I watch this movie. But, like, how, like, they only t- they only froze Han to, like, test the process for Luke. And that it, like, wasn't, like, a thing. Like, for some reason, carbon freezing always feels like it's, like, a... 
You know what I mean? Like it's like a, a an established part of the lore more than it is. Like this yeah. is just something you can do. Um, but uh, yeah, it's man. supposed to be experimental procedure. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it's a it's an experimental procedure in episode five, which I always find so weird. Yeah, I I think they're just kind of like the nature of like fandoms. Yeah. It, um. Which is uh. Uh, I don't know the the red letter media kind of prediction that it's going to show up somewhere in the Han Solo solo movie um, is kind of like I hope it doesn't because it shouldn't. But <laughs> oh my god, that might. would be amazing if it did. Oh uh, my god, yeah, because it is one of those things. I mean, like you know, like this is something that that I know about from comics. Like one of the aspects of comics that's that's kind of funny is because comics come out so frequently. And there's so many of them, right? A lot of stuff gets quote-unquote canonized, but like also like decanonized um, based on whether or not people respond to it well, if that makes sense. Um, like, for instance, there was uh, like there was this whole thing in one of the big event comics where like Aquaman had died beforehand, and then there's just like one panel where he's back. Uh, and the writer essentially says, like, yeah, like, we, we thought it was time that he came back or whatever. Um, but, like, nobody liked that series or that moment, so it just kind of quietly fell away until, like, another series more directly resurrects Aquaman. And it's, like, because I'm a, I'm a huge Aquaman fan, and, it, like, I, I always notice this kind of stuff. Like, technically speaking, Aquaman gets resurrected twice in a row without like without any reconciliation between those those two different times right you know what i mean like he gets resurrected once and then he gets resurrected later because somebody else just decides to do it better kind of thing and there's all those kinds of inconsistencies um but but people don't notice because like people only canonize stuff they like they don't canonize shit they don't like um most of the time and so um uh i feel as though that, like that that kind of thing is uh is something uh I don't know. It's something in in Star Wars that uh, I don't know. It's, I just find that a funny aspect of fan of fandoms and like canon and fan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. Like, um, yeah. I also really like the asteroids chase, the asteroid stuff uh, as they're going. Like this is like f the first of all, this is where I think Vader is at his best, right? Like when I say that like Vader is retroactively a good villain, it's because of everything he does in in Episode Five, where he is menacing. He has a plan, right? Um, and he's and he's working proactively to like shit on the rebels and successfully doing so, right? It is only because of Vader that they attack Hoth because Vader can can I don't know if he can like sense Luke or whatever or he just like sees through the ruse um, or or you know like kind of like whatever it is, right? But like he catches that this is the planet that they're hiding on. Um, or, you know, like, uh, with the, um, uh, with the, with, like, the Cloud City stuff, right? Like, Vader does set a trap for Luke that Luke does walk into, right? Um, and so all of that stuff, like, w like, really works to, to make Vader, uh, like, like, menacing, um, and to make him, like, of, like, a formidable opponent, I guess. Uh, which is, I don't know, which is great, which is cool, and I like a lot. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I also think there's some other great, like, kind of, like, character-building moments, like, in terms of kind of, like, you know, Han as, like, Han, right? The moment that, uh, you know, and Lando being Lando, right? Like, you know, like, uh, I've just secured a deal 
that'll ensure security for a long time. And he hits the button and starts Vader. And then Han just pulls out. He doesn't even think twice. He pulls yeah. out his pistol and just starts shooting. That's fucking, like, perfect and nuts. And I love it. Um, and just, like, s- such a good, like, moment for for Han as a character. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's a little bit of a fanboy gushing, but, like... Uh, there, there's so much in in five that that I love, right? Like, you know, like they like they, they torture Han. It's like they didn't even ask me any questions. Right? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, it's kind of all all of that. Do you know why they don't ask him any questions? Uh, because they need to torture him so that Luke feels them suffering. Okay. Um, Fine. I was about to say that. Uh, <laughs> this th- is a, this is one of those details that people that I don't think people like catch up oh, on. Yeah, I w- this is another one of those things where like I looked it up because I was oh, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. I also think that it's a little bit of a precursor to kind of the Kylo Ren being able to like pull shit from people's mind in Episode Seven, uh, which is something I only noticed on this like watch through specifically, right? But like the kind of connections that Luke has to his friends. Um, or whatever, um, like, I think that, uh, uh, I, I think that, like, it follows a lot more naturally from these movies that, like, Kylo Ren can stop blaster bolts, right? Because Darth Vader does that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that he can, like, you know, manipulate people's minds or whatever, because I think that's part of, you know, like, that's what this torture is all about, even though it's technically, like, a different, you know, it's like a different, it's not the same thing, but it's, like, kind of the same principle, I guess. Right, 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 right. Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel that. Um. I, it's, I I also love that as soon as that door opens, Han pulls out his blaster and starts shooting. Like, yeah. man, that is my favorite. That's, like, my favorite thing. I know, I know, like, everybody's favorite character is, like, Han Solo or whatever. Um, but I feel like, like he really earns his keep in this one. Um because he just does, he just like does so much cool shit, I guess. Like he goes out, he saves Luke, cuts open the tauntaun. I um, thought they smelled bad on the outside. You know what's funny is that is that immediately that came immediately after he already cracked a joke about its smell, which was weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it just really it occurred to me more this time because like. They just use the word smelled to it, yeah, like, yeah, too closely in proximity with one another. I feel that. No, there's just like he's got a ton of memorable lines in in, in, in this one, which is I think part of like what builds up the Han Solo mythos. Um Also, I don't know why it stuck out to me, but like I I kinda wanna make a joke about how like the iconic line it's a trap happens in this movie, but that's like Leia shouting at Luke. Not Admiral Akbar. Like Luke, it's a trap. It's just like, huh, huh. That's uh, that's that's. I don't. I, it just stuck in my mind as being like that's that's that line, but not in the way that I, you know, the the, the famous one. Right. Uh, I don't. Know. It's uh, it just you know hit me like that. Uh, man, I, I also want to kind of like touch on like a little bit of the world building stuff, like. I think you kind of like get a lot of the picture of I think they're called Ugnots, the uh the 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 little like workers on on Cloud City. Like, yeah. You get you get a lot of like feeling for what they are and they don't none of them are like important characters, right? Like they play like keep away from Chewbacca with C3PO. 
but like you know you see them walking around it's very clear that they're like they're like the workers and the mechanics and they've like probably involved in like some sort of union or whatever because they're like a very prominent part of the scenery um in a way that like i think is just good visual storytelling um which is you know another thing that never like popped out at me before like because you know um a lot of star wars is like and then there were some some assorted aliens in the background but like cloud city has this kind of concerted effort to have consistently of knots around yeah and uh, i also like the little uh like the little thing of where lando is explaining you know like oh we're too small for the mining guilds or whatever but like you know th yeah like th th there's that whole conversation with him and leia that i think is great uh, in setting, like, the, the tone of the world and doing, like, world building. Like, oh, like, there are mining guilds out there, you know. Uh, and what do the mining guilds do kind of thing? Like, those kinds of, those kinds of like, like, imagination building yeah. questions. And they're, 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 they're better kind of, like, feed for, like, because every movie gets, like, picked apart detail, detail, and everybody that even, like, like, an arm was on screen has a book written about them. Like, the fact that... Uh, that, you know, like, details like that let people kind of, like, run with things that aren't just, like, weird, like, interpretations of, like, who the fourth guard to, like, look at Luke's, uh, at Luke was, um, which I think is good. Um, it allows for a much more robust world-building experience than, than you, than you get with, like, uh, you just kind of, like, you know, li little, uh, kind of, like, minor things, um. What else is there to say about? I don't know. I I love this movie a lot, and so I don't know. I, it's tough to talk about movies that are just like good, and yeah. that like work, and that we agree on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So something I want, but I I couldn't seem to find is uh, when they're in the uh the you know that's not a cave. Uh, is is I want to find a stabilized shot of them like running around the the ship, which is clearly just the camera rocking back and forth. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know if you ever see like there's a, there's a great Star Trek one where like, um, it's just like the the shot without like the rocking in it, and it's it's literally just like the whole crew is like throws themselves to the side, and it's hilarious <laughs> fucking looking. I re I couldn't find it, but I really want to see that in uh, in it for for that scene. That's funny. <laughs> Um. Wow, that is uh, that is that is that is pretty funny. Um, I really enjoy uh, the that scene and like the Minox and stuff. Yeah, uh, and like and like the like the hyperdrive not working, like all of that stuff. I think is great and works really well. Yeah. So so something that I, that I that I didn't quite get on my my first watch was is was. Um, the scale of the Super Star Destroyer, because um, there's a couple of there's a couple of great shots by it. Like it's one of those things where like, as a kid, I'm like, oh, there's a big ship, right? Whatever. Like, but like the point of that is to establish like Star Destroyers are huge, and the Super Star Destroyer is fucking massive, right? Um, uh, and you know, I know apparently we're getting a fucking mega Star Destroyer in 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 eight, but uh, like just that kind of that kind of like sense of scale and whatever. And then they crash a super star destroyer into, uh, into the death star in episode. Uh, this is the second death star in episode six. Um, um, just kind of like, 
kind of wrapping your head around the scale of a lot of these things is tough um, in, in, in a general sense, but I'm, I'm glad they kind of like went for it. Um, how do I feel about that? Yeah, I agree with you um, that, that I like the ships being like big or whatever. Um, but it also really like it like begs some questions, I guess. Like even like the Death Star, kind of like begs some questions, I guess, with like it's like insane what, size. What, like what questions? I'm, I'm curious. Just like you know, like well, so okay, so if you think about like the planet Earth, right? We only inhabit like the the outside of it, I right. guess, and like most of that is like oceans that we can't inhabit or whatever. But, like, the Death Star, all all of the inner stuff of the Death Star, you know what I mean? Like, that that's like a planet size. I mean, they say it's the size of a moon or whatever. Small moon. Right? But, like, I, I just feel like because the whole volume of, like, inside of the Death Star is also, like, part of it. I don't know. Like, it really does boggle my mind, um, you know, how many how many people must have, like, worked on the Death Star. I guess, which is also kind of a little bit of like, this is something that's always bugged me. Um, and it's something I liked a lot in the prequels comparatively, um, versus, uh, some of the stuff in the, in the original trilogy where it just feels like there aren't enough ships for like the scale that we're talking about. Um, because it's kind of like if the death star is the death star, it must have millions of tie fighters. You know what I mean? And so it's yeah. kind of like, uh, but but like, there's only a handful of X wings and stuff. Um, I don't know. That's that's always like rubbed me the wrong way a little bit. Yeah, I, it just felt like there weren't enough. Yeah, I mean, so the, the thing that kind of struck me too is in episode four is like the time scale as well. Like, um, they go from uh, like the Death Star appears and starts orbiting the planet, and it's a half hour um, until they can uh, in, until they they're within range. Um, and they get into their ships within 15 minutes because, like, when they when they launch, it's like 15 minutes to, to range, which is like seems absurdly fucking fast to me. So maybe that's supposed to be part of it that like they can only scramble the Tie Fighters like nearest or the X Wings rather uh, no the Tie Fighters that's what I meant nearest the uh, uh, n nearest kind of the trench before like because like 15 minutes is like short enough that like in a lot of senses I could see them. Basically being like, we'll be within range in 15 minutes. They're not going to be able to get out here fast enough. Yeah. Um, which, obviously, you could just, like, kind of, like... If that was a real problem, you could just adjust it with time scale or whatever. Like, just make it slightly longer. It just, it just feels like... Like, the, the time scale feels really small compared to, like, what the size scale is supposed to be. Yeah. Um, but that's the, that. that's really a nitpick, though, right? Like, yeah, I, yeah I, 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 I also think that it is nitpicky, <laughs> and I feel bad a little bit about it. But it's just something that always has, like occurred to me i guess yeah. uh and puts me and like makes like i can't help but think about it yeah um what do you think of uh, uh the the kind of like luke falling out of like the garbage chute in the bottom like the the mechanics of kind of like the cloud city pod or you know like the the the, the building or whatever that kind of has like these weird like garbage chutes that like dump you out into the sky um it's kind of like the mechanics of that always kind of like hit me it's like that that's odd at oh least. really that never bothered me okay. but i also have like ironclad suspension right, disbelief. Right, right. what always has bothered me however is c3 or no sorry is r2d2 in the fucking swamp r2d2 is a fucking droid like a mechanical electronic 
thing and he like jumps into the sw the swamp and i could like and i could also i could kind of like understand it from like a perspective of like okay well like you know he's waterproof to a certain extent or whatever but then he like brings up the periscope which very clearly means that like the inner workings even if only for like a second like the inner workings of his stuff is full of is like it's like full of water or whatever can like move around and then later they have him like barf up a bunch of swamp water and i'm like this is not how electronics work that has always bothered me since i was like a little really i uh, see I, 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 he's a maintenance droid right like like if c-3po did that maybe i'd have more especially with the propensity that c-3po has to get blown apart right um but like r2d2 is a maintenance droid that goes through a lot of extreme maintenance situations and like works in the vacuum of space so that, does, that, that, that never really occurred to me it was just kind of like well sure right like that's just how that's just how astromech droids work um but i can yeah. see that. I, I, I see that <laughs> i it is very it is that is the essence i guess um uh of nitpicky bullshit i would say but uh yeah it is something that i don't know it's uh, always something that that's been on my mind about about like that whole dagoba sequence <laughs> Other weird thing, um, fucking, uh, they give C-3PO to Chewbacca inside when, when they're, like, taken prisoner. Uh, like, it's just, like, like, I, like, why? Like, it's not like it's, like, the end of the world or anything. It's just, like, it's, like, you know, here, have your broken robot to play with while we wait to, like, ship you off to wherever. I feel more and more um, that, like, see, like one of the things about episode uh, six that kind of gets on my nerves a little bit is, like, why the fuck are C-3PO and R2-D2 coming down with, like, this elite strike force that needs to take out the fucking force field? You know what I mean? Um, but, like, what, one of the things I love, I love about Empire is that, like, because they're all scrambling to escape from the base, it makes a lot of sense conceptually right. for why c-3po and r2d2 uh, well i guess c-3po um like c-3po kind of like hangs around with like the main group for so long whereas it doesn't make a lot of sense conceptually for me like in in uh return of the jedi um yeah especially, so, especially yeah. like r2d2 maybe he's like i said he's like a utility droid but it makes more sense that he'd be like with lando on the falcon like doing maintenance or something or yeah. like in another starfighter, right? Like it, like maybe with like wedge or something. Um, but I, I definitely agree with you there. It's kind of just like plot convenience. Although, again, I don't know. We're finding all these nitpicks because we're <laughs> we've run out of. I feel like we've run out a lot. Yeah, of I, I want to talk about good things. How do I talk about good things? This is so hard. Uh, this is so different. We're, what, we're normally just shit on stuff when we do <laughs> movies. I guess. What, what do you? What? Uh, how do you feel about the uh, the force cave, the dark side cave? So, the thing... Oh, man. Well, I like it a lot. Let's start with what I like about it. So, I like it a lot. Um, I definitely like the uh, the kind of, um, you know, the question, I guess, of whether or not we're going to see the... Like, we're, we're going to see Luke go to the dark side, if that makes sense. Like, like the, all of that set up in this movie about how, like, Luke could be persuaded, right to go to the dark side and it gets echoed later you know uh in in return of the jedi luke force chokes one of the fucking are the gamorians i can't remember yeah, the, pig, yeah the pig guys um 
And so I loved that, like, that question was very wide open. And, like, there was a real tension and a push and pull between Luke and Yoda, right? Um, especially because they also set it up for, like, Luke to say, you know, that the dark side is the answer kind of thing because he was having so much trouble with, like, his Jedi training. You know, he wasn't able to raise the X-Wing or whatever, um, and he was full of kind of, like, doubt uh, and stuff like that. And I also loved um, that, like, you know, uh, the... Uh, the kind of the, the kind of like you know like you won't the, your weapons you won't need them but Luke doesn't listen to Yoda and he takes his weapons anyway you know what I mean like all of those little things add a lot of tension to their relationship so that it's not just kind of like you know like master and apprentice but like Luke is his own person and there are things he doesn't do you know what I mean like there are aspects of the Jedi that he doesn't agree with that he doesn't believe in um, and uh, and those are the those are the sp- like, like, those are the little things. Those are, like, the little kind of, like, uh, like chinks in the armor, I guess, through which it feels like Luke could go to, you know, the dark side, right? Um, which is what I – and so that's – I, so I just find that really interesting. I, just, I don't know. I just find that really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with you there. I think it's, I think it's kind of like a, a kind of great little thing. Also, kind of with the context of the prequels, it kind of puts in a stark relief, like, like how kind of, like – weirdly cultish the Jedi Order actually is, because, like, part, like, if you raise them as younglings, they do, they never question what the Force is capable of, because they don't have that, like, conception. Yeah. And it's, like, Luke's biggest problem, he's like, you can't do that. But it's, like, a kid's just, like, he'll be like, okay! Um, and so, you know, you, uh, you get them young, and you put them in your secret space church, and you teach them to follow your rules. Uh, yeah, like, isn't that so weird? God, yeah. that's so weird. And I don't, so I don't know. I, I think that stuff is uh, I think that stuff is cool and compelling. Um, but the one thing about that sequence that really bugs me is like the kind of like choppy slow mo ness of it. Yeah. Where they like remove half of the frames. Uh, I hate that. I just I hate that. It does not look good. I don't I don't like that. How how would you like how how would you uh, I, I agree with you, um, but they're clearly trying to make it seem like it's like like not quite real. How, how, how would you what effect would you use to do that no. i don't know i feel as though um you know you could have just done so so because okay so like for slow motion um there's a couple of different ways to do it but a lot of the times you just need to take more uh, um like you just need to take more photographs essentially right, right right movie you know like movies you take 24 images and you play them all in a second and your brain just kind of like you know they're they're moving so fast that it creates the illusion of motion right, or whatever. Right. But if you do slow mo and you say, okay, well those twenty four frames are now going to stretch to two seconds, right? Now all of a sudden, like it's a lot more noticeable and you can kind of like see the lines, right? Uh, this is also kind of like the thirty fps, sixty fps debate, uh, like in action, like soap soap operas, for instance, are are shot with sixty f- fps, um, but like most movies are not, sort of thing. So what you have to do if you want to do like if you want to slow something down by two times is you would say, well, I'm going to shoot 60 frames in a second, and then I'm going to play it at 30 frames a second, right? Uh, and I think maybe I would I would have done something along those lines to keep the frame rate consistent, but still get that kind of slowing effect. Right. Uh, I, was it actually slowed down? It's actually slowly winding past on my screen now, but, like, it, it felt like the effect was more for kind of, like, the dreamlike quality than it was for the actual slowdown. Yeah, it's definitely slowed down. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um...
it, it's it, you know it is what it is i yeah. guess yeah yeah um and uh and i don't want to take away from any of this stuff that i just like just talked about about how good this this all is especially also in like in the context of later in the movie where luke disobeys yoda again and goes to right and like goes to dagobah or i'm sorry and goes, goes to, to cloud, cloud city, city yeah right because it actually sets up that question really nicely we all know that luke doesn't right like we all know that luke doesn't turn to the dark side or whatever and when given the opportunity right you know at the at the luke i am your father moment kind of thing or the no i am your father moment um where you know he chooses suicide well this is actually a good question where he chooses suicide over um uh turning turning to the dark side right uh, do, but that, but that's also a question, right? Like some people think that he, that wasn't suicide, that he could sense Leia or whatever, and he was reaching out to Leia to come save him, and it was all, you know, a plan. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know if I have a strong opinion on that one. Um. I don't know if it's ultimately kind of that. And I guess. I guess if. If he's not expecting, uh, if he's, like, it's more important that he's expecting to die, I guess, in some way. Um, I don't know. I don't have a strong opinion on that. I think, I think he probably, like, did it without the expectation. Like, maybe he didn't expect necessarily to die, but, like, I don't think he necessarily expected things to go exactly the way that they did. Um, I don't know. Do you have, do you have a strong opinion on that? I have a... Uh, I, I think the movie is much better if Luke commits if Luke is committing suicide. Okay. So that's that's what I that's what I have always maintained. Um, I also think that is it that that like that seems more kind of like supported by the text as well. You know what I mean? Um, Luke doesn't do you know he just ju- you know what I mean like he just jumps um, and like the cuts to Leia where she's like oh wait no I can sense Luke or whatever. Um, like that is later yeah uh when he's like hanging off the fucking like satellite dish thing the antenna um so yeah how do you like the uh like the the kind of like the machine man metaphor thing with like darth vader and like the luke's hand and stuff uh i don't know it seems very shallow to me and like you know like it's all right but like it's, it's like, it's valuable insofar as, like, in Return of the Jedi, he cuts off Vader's hand, and then he looks at his own robot hand, and it's like, oh, you're like, oh, I see what they did there, and that's about as far as it goes for me as in terms of its value. I have to say that this is probably one of the first, like, big, like, metaphors I ever picked up on as a kid. I thought that was the most deep, you know what I mean? Like, it was one of those things where, like, I was, like, seven or something, and I was like, oh my god. I'm right, seven like, and this is He's deep. turning into his dad because his hand is a robot and his dad is a robot. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, now, like, now it doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem like a very super strong metaphor. Like, there, it's not like there's anything about, like, the machine versus the man, if that kind of makes sense. Um, in, in anything else, it's just kind of like a, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like Obi-Wan ever goes, like, you know, oh, as Darth Vader, I don't know, uh, like, as he augmented himself further and further, he distanced himself from the power of the Force or something, like, you know, like, in an alternate universe where, like, Vader opts into these kind of changes or whatever, where, like, you could kind of set up that, like, there's the kind of, like, natural way, so to speak, to do it, um, 
and uh, and then there was like the the unnatural way to do it. Which is right. like kind of from another movie. But the point is is that there's nothing like that supporting it. It is just a metaphor of we know vaguely, I guess, that Darth Vader is a cyborg or something. Um, and uh, and we get these like, you know, like, oh, your father is more man than machine or whatever. Right. Um, uh, or machine than man or whatever. And so like, like, like it's a parallel along those lines. But it doesn't actually like interact with the idea that like this one person is a cyborg and this other person just got like a cyborg hand. Like something that always bothered me as a kid and I always wanted to see in a Star Wars um, like movie was somebody using an augment like, like, like an augmentation to like become cooler in like the general grievous kind of sense. Um, which was funnily answered, like funnily enough, answered in the Star Wars RPG by saying that no, there is no such thing as an augment that is better than your like natural arm, right? Um, because in that system, anytime you like lost a limb or something like that, and you had to replace it, you like you definitionally got something worse. You could never get anything that was just as good as your regular arm, right? Um, and even if you spent like a hundred thousand credits or whatever, like the best you could get is like an arm with a minus one dex or a minus one con or a minus one strength or whatever it was, um, sort of thing to like make up for that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. That's, right. Uh, Isn't that, I, I think that's a, I, I don't know that that's like a canon thing as I don't much think as it's a game systems thing. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause like from a game systems perspective, you have to have a reason for why people aren't cutting off their own arms. Um, like fun fact, that's exactly what happened when a friend of mine who was GMing a game, uh, allowed someone to like ignore those rules essentially and make a super cool implant for themselves. And then somebody else cut his own fucking arm off because he was like, well, now you make me an implant. That's cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. Is uh, uh, that's that's, that's, that's I think the answer there is probably gonna be like it's expensive and like not necessarily that like that cost effective is probably what the the, the right answer is from like a design perspective, but that's that's about mechanics, yeah, um, and not about like yeah. The point is is that I think at the end of the day it's just like a it's like a like a small metaphor. Though yeah. I do like lose like I do like like Luke losing you know. Um, but it's probably kind of the unsung thing about uh, Empire Strikes Back. I mean, we've spent 50 minutes talking about like everything else, but like at the end of the day, um, Luke losing to Darth Vader and stuff is probably the smartest aspect of the Empire Strikes Back. That the Empire literally strikes back, and it takes, you know, like they they strip the rebels of everything, they destroy their base or whatever. Everyone's on the run. Han ends up in carbonite being shipped off to like Boba Fett or whatever. Luke doesn't complete his training and he gets his lightsaber ha or his hand lightsabered off. You know what I mean? Like, like it's a downer ending. Um, but I think it, you know, like it works kind of in like the middle trilogy. Right, sort of right, right, right. Um, and it's only possible because we know it's going to be the, the second of three movies. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Um, I also, you know, like, so, um, when it comes to, uh, like when it comes to them losing, I guess, um, how necessary do you think a, like a decision, 
is that for the movie? Uh, I think it's, I think, like, as a known middle movie in a trilogy, it, it kind of has to happen, right? Okay. Like, well, because it's cause I think that there are middle movies and trilogies where this doesn't happen, right? Really? Like, uh, like, like where? Uh, the Two Towers is kind of the obvious example. Um, they the defeat Sauron and Sauron's army, um, and uh, and they save and they save Rohan. And like, yeah, there's still Sauron, and you got to go, you know, uh, you got to go fight Sauron, right? Uh, but at the end of the day, like, that's not it's not like it's an uplifting, you know. But it's a it's a big victory for the forces of good, essentially. Uh, okay, I. I... I feel that. Um, I think that. Part- you, so wait, do you think that? Do you think that middle movies do have to have kind of like downer endings like that? Um, I think one of them does, and in the case of, in the case of Lord of the Rings, it was Fellowship, right? Like the party sure. split. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Baromir dies, and like everything's kind of like, what the fuck is happening? Everything goes to shit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that kind of like puts the inflection point at like a different place. Um, but I think you do want one of one of your interior endpoints to be to have like a, a sour ending um that way you can't just kind of like that way like like every like movies can have sequels that all have good endings but like in a trilogy structure i think one of them has to have a downer ending if that makes sense okay sure right like uh man i'm trying to think actually what are some other like trilogies are there any that don't have downer endings uh, I don't know. There's not a lot of tr- right. There's a lot of movies that have multiple uh, sequels, but like that's not the same thing. Yeah, like I was about to say, like the Iron Man, the three Iron Man movies. There's right. some downer ending in there. Right, but they're not really a trilogy, right? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's not it's not like there's like an uh, an arc across those movies. Um, I again, I, I think that it's very rarely kind of. Uh, Yeah, it's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one that I don't have a good answer for. I mean, Captain America has actually got one. I mean, it ends on the third one with a kind of downer ending. Right. And then Thor Ragnarok is also a little bit similar in that sense. But but, but again, they're not like... Sure, but they're not like exactly like... like they're, they're one, they're part of a larger cinematic universe, right? Where we know the story's going to continue on. And two, like, the movies are much less tightly tied to, e- to each other. Um, I, funnily enough... Um, like, there are down points that the prequel trilogy ends on, but I think they all kind of end in, like, I guess episode three ends in a bad place. Whoa, um, episode two, first of all, episode two ends in a bad place, and episode three definitely ends in a bad place. Right, but, uh, so episode two, though, like, ends on, like, like, they've defeated the enemy, right? Like, there's some bad implications, but, like, it's not like, uh, it's not like they end, uh... It's not like they, they end in defeat, right? Or in, like, uh... Like, well, I, it, it, I mean, we talked about this a little bit in that episode, but uh, I think that's the point of it, though, right? Like, is that by ending in victory, they have ended in defeat because the goal was not to go to war. The right, goal right, was right. to maintain, pa- like, maintain peace, and they failed in that. That's fair. That's fair. You know, like, Yoda has that thing where he's kind of, like, uh... Or who says that? Maybe it's Obi-Wan? It's like, somebody says, like, oh, like, it was, uh great victory or whatever and then like yoda or obi-wan someone says this maybe it was mace windu it's like oh uh, like victory you know like the galaxy is at war you know or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah 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 i i guess I, I i think that uh yeah and even in bigger and even in bigger uh series i guess i think um them 
I think that there are downer endings in there. Like the easy one is in like Harry Potter at the end of episode uh, or the end at the end of like book six or whatever. Like a whole bunch of people die. Like book six is a huge downer. Um, everybody is gaslighting Harry, uh, and he you know like everybody's telling Harry that um, uh, that like he's wrong about Voldemort or whatever, and that he's like a liar and shit like that. Um, and then there's like a big ass battle in like Harry's fucking. Like, bro dies. Yeah, that's a downer. Yeah, I mean, I, the, the real thing is that it has to leave a bunch of, like, open questions, and that's much easier to do on a down note than yeah. it is on an up note. Um, and so I guess you could theoretically do it without the downer part, but the, the, the point is is that, like, it's a cliffhanger hook into the next movie um, rather than being, like, a, self, uh, a self-completed story. Right, right. Um, yep. Ah. Uh, all right, one last question to kind of finish out this 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 empire section. Uh, what do you what do you think about uh, kind of the, the 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 part where they hire all the bounty hunters? So I'm staring at Bosk right now. Oh, I love Bosk. I mostly love Bosk just from like a like a flavor you know perspective or or whatever. Like the the there's like the one robot there. Oh, IG88. Yeah, IG88. Um, and. Uh... I like like that is the kind of like open ended world stuff that I think is fantastic, and that yeah. I think is awesome. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at this now. And it looks like he's got like, boss looks like he's got like a steel, like cord running through a padlock going over his chest. Have you ever uh, seen the uh, Have you ever seen like the the Star Wars specials? Um, fuck. Uh, have you ever seen the uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars specials before? Uh, I don't think I have. Okay, I'll... so the Robot Chicken Star Wars specials have this thing with um. Like, the one kind of, like, weird guy in, like, robes or whatever. And there's just, like, a moment where, like, Bosk takes off his shoes when he, like, enters. <laughs> because he thinks he's, like, being polite. And, like, and I, I always and I always forget, but then I see the movie and I'm like, oh, I know what they're referencing now. Because, like, there's that moment where, where like... Where, like, his the, toes are overhanging the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's the, there's the part where... Like, Vader is like, whoever brings me Han Solo or whatever, you know, the Millennium Falcon or whatever. And then they cut to, like, Bosk, like, putting his shoes back on. <laughs> I always thought that was so funny. Yeah, I don't know. I love that. I love that stuff. I love how, like, IG-88, uh, you know, like, that robot gets referenced. Like, that's a reference in the um, in the animated Clone Wars. Uh, like, not the CGI one, the 2D one that I love so much. Um, he's an... He's, the IG-88 is, like, a bunch of... Is with a bunch of robots that are, like, uh, jousting robots that work for, like, the Confederacy or whatever. Um, so, yeah. I thought that was... I thought that was the, the, the shit. Speaking of other pop culture references, it is kind of fucked up that Lando was apparently wearing Han's clothes at the end of Episode Five, um, which is a thing from Family Guy that pointed it out. And, like, I, I never really noticed it, but then, like, you look at the end of Five and he's, like, he's very clearly wearing the exact same thing that Han was wearing before Han got frozen. Um, and it's either, what the fuck, uh, Lando, or, like, I guess when you're a smuggler, you got to wear your smuggling vest. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, like, I can't not see it now just because, because of that, uh, that, that reference. Um, oh, my God. I didn't know that. I guess, I, wow. Do you like, do you like the, um, do you like the, um, uh, the vest, like the the Han Solo vest, or do you like the kind of black jacket and like that black pant, black pants with like the the yellow stripe on them better? Uh, I like I like the vest. I'm okay. a big I'm a big I'm big into the smuggling smuggler's vest. 
Um, yeah, I, it seems like the vest is the more iconic one, but I really love those pants. Does he have those pants in the first one? Uh, the Karelian, the ones with the Karelian blood stripe. Oh, is that Karelian blood stripe? Karelian blood stripe? No way. I think that's Holy what it's supposed shit. to be. Because he used, like he learned, he learns the, the 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 trash trick from his days in the uh, in 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 the uh, Empire. Like that's how he like like went AWOL. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, well, learn the lore. Nerd. Yeah, fucking, yeah, well done. Well done. Well done learning this lore. <laughs> uh, let me see. Let me see if I can if I can find this. I think he's supposed to have, I think he's supposed to have the, the, the striped out his pants in, in all of them. Okay. I could be wrong. Cuz uh, that, that, that I always like the 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 pants stripe. That's always been yeah. my my favorite aspect of like his design. Yeah. Um, well, it's got significance. Although Corellian Bloodstripe might be a uh, might be a Legends thing now. I don't know if they've recanonized that or not. Oh, gotcha. Um, all right. Well, I believe it's about time for us to move on to Return of the Jedi. That's true. Um. So, what do we want to say about Jedi? Let's let's, let's talk about a couple of the things that uh uh. We, we mentioned a little bit earlier. First, I want to sure. I want to talk about it rhyming like poetry. Um, okay. I want to point out that like when Luke's like, "Why didn't you tell me that he was my dad?" Um, you know, obviously the real reason is is because we didn't think of that until we we shot Empire, but um or wrote Empire, but uh the the kind of excuse that Obi Wan gives is that like he's dead. And he uses the phrase, from a certain point of view. And it's like, <laughs> from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. It's like, it rhymes, like poetry. George was right all along, right? Like, like it's, it's like, that's like, just the kind of like, in my mind, the perfect kind of like, like, thur, like, like the, the level of, you know, like if you wanted to make fun of that statement, like the, the level of like depth is like, huh, see, they both said point of view. Um, and it's both very stupid, a uh, very stupid kind of explanation for, for what happened. Um, uh, also, so, so, so something I, I do want to touch on, uh, and I felt this more now than, than before is like Leia's Leia being Luke's sister is like super unimportant and probably could be written out of the entire movie. Like, okay. yeah. like they use it to drive, like getting Luke mad on, like on the death star. Um, but, like, you could have just easily, very, very easily, like, threatened the lives of his friends that should have worked the exact same way, right? Like, I don't know. I, I, just, I just felt like it was, like, it, it felt shoehorned in, and it didn't feel great. And, like, I never really felt this before, but, like, kind of just, like, walking into it and being, like, like, like really looking at it, it just feels like it's, it, it doesn't really do a lot for the movie. This is apocryphal, um, but my understanding was that the initial, like, no, there is another, was supposed to be Han, and Han and Leia, or I'm sorry, and Han and Luke were supposed to be brothers. Uh, but then, like, a version of that script got, like, leaked, and so they changed it kind of, like, in, like, reshoots. I feel this like that would have been worse. This is, uh, this is apocryphal mostly because people talk about, like, the kiss. Um, right. uh, and, like, the kiss was, like, according to this story for which it is a rumor that I have no basis, in fact, in. Um the uh like the kit like the kiss was there before um and then the, and then they kept it in but then they changed it to be leia later 
All right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. Uh, fun facts uh, about the real world um, is kind of that, like, like the kind of biological basis of Luke, Luke and Leia kind of like being like attracted to each other um, is a thing that has basis in reality. Uh, siblings that are separated at birth don't develop what's called the Westermark effect, yeah, which yeah. is what uh, which is what keeps you from wanting to fuck your sister. Um, and so that that kind of like meeting later in life and being attracted to each other is. Can I just can I just point out that you clearly were gonna say screw, but then we're like, nope, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're going to uh, Kark. What's the Star Wars curse word? Uh, they can't use. Can't, gotta use all Star Wars words here, because uh, you know there's there's no. The, while there is a hell, I don't know if there is a. I don't know if they curse in Star Wars. They don't. Nobody, nobody has ever cursed in Star Wars, buddy. Nah. I wonder if anybody curses in the extended universe in Star Wars. It's a very weird. I bet you, I bet you, Wikipedia has an answer. Why, why don't you come up with a topic that's more interesting than me? Uh, yeah, I mean, so, so, uh, so going back, Return of the Jedi was always my favorite when I was a kid. Um, like even like over the original over Empire. I remember specifically not liking Empire when I was a kid because I thought it was boring. Um, but, like, this one has so much, you know, like, so much shit that happens right off the bat, uh, that feels very, like, cool or whatever. Um, how do you, how, how do you answer that idea, I guess? Uh, uh sorry, re repeat that one more time? Like, 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 do you think that, uh, cause, um, like, do you, do you, do you think that this is... Uh, a better like like a better kids movie I guess than uh, than like the Empire but like because we've gotten older you know um that's hard to say I, I guess I guess like does it have more things that kids could relate to yes um at the end of the day I don't think the Ewoks are that bad all things said I think it's more kind of like the hijinks which kind of like is it's kind of like mirrored in Jar Jar Binks' high, high, high jinks. It's poetry. Um, and like, I don't know. It's, I think, I, I do think it's a better kind of like, it, it's like, there's more merchandise to be sold off of Return of the Jedi. If I'm going to be cynical about it. Um, but I don't know kind of what else to, how else to put it. Um, but yeah. I, I think kind of like the 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 base kind of like I liked it better when I was a kid um and like kind of like that and like this is the reason why that that makes a lot of sense yeah okay. um like for so for a long time I just kind of didn't like I like in my head I couldn't distinguish between Empire and return of the Jedi I kind of like viewed them as one blob I wasn't oh, really, really like I just kind of like didn't have like a a strong sense of like where events happened in what movie. Um, that's because they are kind of like a, a one storyline that's kind of separate from some four, obviously. Um, and it took like a college viewing for me to really separate them in my head conceptually and declare five, the best, the best one. Interesting. Um, that's interesting. That has not been my, uh, that has not been my experience. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's kind of like part of like how I, uh, how I uh, experienced it, like, like I, like I said, I don't remember watching four, but you kind of like I don't remember the exact thing, but you remember like conceptually, like 
I remember five and six. Like I remember having a first viewing of five and six. Like I remember not knowing what it was and then knowing what it was. But I don't really like because they were introduced to kind of like a second amorphous blob, um, like next to each other. I never, I, I I never really like developed a strong kind of identity around either movie individually until, uh, until I rewatched them in college. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I guess I, I guess I see where you're coming from. I remember doing things like, um, uh, I remember doing things like, I don't know, I guess, uh, watching the Jabba the Hutt barge sequence, like, over and over again. Like, I used to, like, rewind that, because I thought that was so awesome. And, like, and, like, the, the, the starship battles you know like at the very end of the stuff like i thought that starship battle was like the coolest shit ever and i always liked you know like b wings and a wings or whatever you know what i mean yeah yeah i i i feel that um uh, so yeah so i i don't know i it's uh that's uh it's 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 an interesting thing because to a certain extent i want star wars to be for kids you know what i mean like i think star wars like should be a kid's property um, and stuff like that, but I also, like, like, I hate it when people shit on the Ewoks, because it's just kind of like, man, like, that shit's not there for you, you know what I mean? Like, it's there for, like, kids. Yeah, I mean, um, like, I, I think there's, like, a way that you can criticize the Ewoks in, in, that's not, like, like, the Ewoks, as kind of, like, a plot device, are fine, but kind of, like, viewed through the lens of, like, they're a cynical cash grab to generate more toys, I think is kind of, like, well, also kind of, like, pessimistic is, is a more valid, like, uh, more valid idea like not that they're there to ruin the story but they're there to like produce more revenue um uh i i think it's kind of like a, a subtle but important distinction to make that yeah, like, i don't know i feel as though the ewoks also make a lot of uh like cool stuff happen in the um uh like like in the in the story itself i guess which i like I don't know. I, I have a weird time with this stuff, man. I, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I, 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 cause I, I feel like I see a lot of things that are people talking about, um, you know, like, oh, like the, the, the Ewoks with their logs or whatever, destroying like ATSTs and shit. Like that stuff is just cool. You know, yeah. I think that stuff is, that stuff is cool for, for a little kid. And if I'm a little kid, I like it, and I want that to be in my movies, and I want that to be in movies for little kids, even though, like, as an adult or whatever, it doesn't, like, appeal to me as much. Especially because there's a lot of stuff in there for adults that, like, the little kids aren't going to pick up on. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the lightsaber duel between Luke and, and Vader at the end of this movie is fantastic, right? Um, and I think that it's the best one in the original trilogy just because there is so much, like, kind of emotion coming to the fore, right? Um, and, uh, and that's something that you can only kind of appreciate if you're an adult, right? I just didn't get that when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah. nowadays though, it really pains me how like the job of the HUD stuff, just cause it just does, it really feels like not like, just like not, I don't know. There's there's something about the disconnect between what's going on and with Jabba the Hutt and like the rebellion. You know yeah. what I mean? That's kind of like Jesus Christ. I can't believe you know Leia, Chewbacca, Luke are dedicating this time to get like one dude. Um, 
and then it takes like so long. It's a little bit of like a plot cul-de-sac, to be honest. What do you mean by that? Um, like, like <clears throat> it's like a, it's like a a, a thing in the plot. Where, like, you you have to go down and turn around and come back out, but, like, where you enter and where you exit, you're in basically the same place. That's not quite true, because, like, at the end of the movie, you know, like, at the end of Empire, Han is, like, carbonite, and you clearly come out with, like, Han being uncarbonite and Lando being forgiven and stuff like that. Um, Luke, you know, being, being like, a fully-fledged Jedi Master sort of thing. Um, but it just, it feels that way, uh, it just feels that way to, to a certain, because it's so disconnected from, like, the Rebellion and the Empire yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, on, honestly, like, I think you can also, <clears throat> you can just as easily take the opposite perspective, which is, um, that, like, the Rebellion stuff feels, like, weirdly tacked on, right? Like, the job adventure actually seems, like, very consistent with, like, a Star Wars plot, right? Where it's, like, it's, like, and then we need a space battle, so we did the space thing on the, on the, on the other side. Right, like, that, that is, it's, it, I agree with you that, that, like, it's a very bifurcated movie, um, and that, I, I don't even, I don't, like, you know, obviously you, you want to kind of, like, end the saga in a way that's kind of definitive, and so you need to kind of roll into this somehow, but, like, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with you that, like, one or the other kind of needs to, like, go or, like, be rolled in easier, right, like, Hell, you you could just give like you know be like Jabba like for whatever like for whatever reason the Jabba has the the Death Star plans or whatever and they need to get him from him, um as part of this operation and Han being there is just kind of like icing on the cake or whatever, I don't know it's weird. Yeah, it is definitely weird. It is definitely weird. Um, I think this is also a bit of the same sort of thing as Episode Four in a way where it's like we didn't know how to do. <clears throat> like we weren't in a sequels culture back then you know what i mean like there were sequels but like the sequels that existed were less like continuity sequels and more like kind of episodic sequels if that makes sense um you know like flash gordon and whatever right just kind of is like tv but in movie form um whereas this is like very heavily continuity driven and there's a, and there's a clear direct line between you know the different between the different films, I guess. And so I think it's a little bit of growing pains from, like, that stuff. I feel like if if this movie were to come out today, people would be like, why the fuck are we faffing about with Jabba the Hutt? This is just, like, a huge waste of everybody's time. Um, or maybe, you know, you'd say, like, the Empire or kind of, like, whatever. Um, I do, I do, the the certain point of view scene and the scene where, where Yoda dies, I think, uh, is, like, an important inclusion that I never remember is in that movie. Because I guess I must have just skipped it all the time when I was watching these as a kid. Um, because I don't think of them as being super important, but I also think that it is incredibly important nowadays. You know what I mean? Because Luke is the only one that believes that like Darth Vader has good in him. And that like, that's the, you know, that that's the way to, I guess, uh, defeat the empire. They're just like, nope, you got to kill Darth Vader. That's how to do it. When like that recommendation is literally what the emperor wants. Right. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> Which uh, I think makes it the same sort of, you know. I think I think it's a movement that just kind of gets glossed over in general by the fandom. I mean, kind of the same way you were saying that, like people don't really recognize a lot that the Jedi are wrong a lot in this movie. Um. Yeah, yeah, 
and I think it makes that you know like it's there for the tension, right? Yeah. Like I was like I was talking about before, like the Luke force choking the uh, like coming in in all black or whatever, and force choking the Gamorrean. Um, I think that's like an important you know like that's an important piece of it that he is not you know kind of fully one way or the other. And then at the end of the movie when he throws down his lightsaber and he's like, "I'm a Jedi," sort of thing. Like that's that, that that's how you earn that moment, I guess. Okay. See, um, I. I actually kind of want to stop and talk a second about the Force Choke because I think that's actually. I don't. I feel like. The like I feel like that's not what that's supposed to be in that moment. That like, like this is supposed to be like Luke shows up and for the first time in the series he's a badass, right? Like a real badass, like calm, cool, collected. And he's kind of like fucks his way through Jabba's palace, like fuck you, um, and he kind of like the, canon canonosity of like he uses Force Choke on the Choke on the Gamorans. Right, like my own personal interpretation of that was always kind of like, well, like the concept of a particular use of a power being good or evil is kind of like a video game construction, more than it is kind of like a real like in-universe construction, right? Like, you, like okay, right? Like I mean, I you know, like, I think that there's something to be said for like, you know, Yoda says the force is only used for knowledge and defense, never to attack, right? Sure, but like <clears throat> using the force to th- like throw someone into a wall, right? Like, is that any... Is that really functionally any difference than force choking someone? Like, and that's, I, like, a thing so, we see so good guys do. So do you think that do. he is not force choking someone? No, no, I just... So, basically, the, the idea is that, like, it's... Like, first of all, the Jedi Council doesn't exist anymore, and the Temple doesn't so that, exist. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. So there are certain force powers that are good or bad, right? Well, like, like, Luke could use force lightning. Force lightning is a new... You know what I mean? Like... It is a it is a power that is unaligned to one side or the other. Yeah, lightning, I think, gets a, has a little bit more like sinister iconography with it, but like, kind of like the idea that Luke would know that this is a bad thing that he shouldn't be doing, I think, is like questionable at best because kind of like our categorization of that as a evil act, I think, is an external, you external larger universe thing. That we then retroactively apply inwards and be like, oh, how did he do this, right? Okay, like, yeah. right? Because like, and maybe part of that too is like, like you said, like Yoda says, a force should only be ever used for defense. But then like, you know, the the alternative to like force choke in every video game is like throw a man into a wall with the force push, and it's like that's that's not any better, guy, right? Like, you yeah. know, like you're still like using the for using telekinesis to hurt someone, which is exactly what force choke is. It's just you somehow claim the moral high ground because you like broke their bones by slamming them into a wall instead of like crushing their trachea. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that, like, that's, like, a, that, that's a thing where people are a little bit too much up their own ass about it. Um, but I definitely appreciate, kind of, like, the perspective of he, of he's, like, kind of on this tipping point of darkness and light. Um, and while, well, I personally don't think that, that contributes to that narrative, I think that narrative is an important part of the movie. Um, I just don't think, it, like, that's a necessary piece of evidence to push it. Man. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know that how necessary a pizza it is. Uh, I, I, that was just always kind of my thing for, like, yeah. why is that there and why I think that's an okay decision. I would probably be mad about that in any other version of things, I guess. Oh, um, uh, see, see, I'm not, because, like, I think that's there because no one in the production cast stopped to think, like, what, well, he wouldn't do that, right? Like, because I don't think we had this conception of Force Choke being purely the domain of the dark side until, like post post movies right yeah i mean yeah but i'm also not gonna i'm not gonna worry too much about like what the production thought about it i guess 
Like, I'm just trying to think about it from the perspective of, like, what is, like, how, how, yeah. like, how does this moment interface with the story on sure. the screen? You my, know my, I mean? my, my point is that, like, all this kind of analysis is, like, backwards-looking retroactive justification in the same way that, like, Corellian, you know, uh, like, the universe having a concept of hell is a backward justification to have, you know, Han say, I'll see you in hell. Like, that's, it, I think it falls into that same kind of category of things that only don't make sense uh, later when you look at it through a, through a backwards-looking lens, and you don't actually really need to worry too much about it. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I also see your argument. I, I think it's, I think, I think it's fine. I think, I think at the end of the day, it, it's, it's kind of like semantics and it's, it's not that important. I'm sure that I could find a nerd to argue with for an hour about it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I do, you like, it's, it's something that I think about because I wonder, you know, like, I like the idea that there's like force lightning or whatever. That's like an exclusive dark side power. Uh, and then you have like I don't know like force healing or some shit, right? right? That's like a light side power. Um, See, this is also and that's like a that's like an RPG kind of yeah. way to think about it. But I think that's also like a you know what I mean? Like I don't know. I think that that's that that's good to a certain extent. Uh, and it also makes sense. Like how could you use lightning? I don't know. It seems weird to use lightning like as a good person. It seems like a very torturous. Maybe I'm just saying that because the Emperor literally tortures Luke and and Darth Vader with it. Yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about this kind of like. We don't see a lot of kind of like the capability of the force. Like we see like basically telekinesis and force lightning and like variation and the mind trick and variations thereof. Um, and like certain things will build it out, but it feels like there's this very real hesitance to kind of like build out things in that kind of sphere. Where like, like the powers all have to either be like kind of like along those lines or invisible. Like, no, like, but something that occurred to me while watching the empire lightning looped, is like, you know, theoretically there's a universe where KOTOR had like a Jedi wizard that could throw a force fireball, right? Like that's not like an invalid idea, but like no one ever wanted to push the boundaries that far, which just seems kind of weird to me. Um, like, and yeah. you know, like, you know, you know, you know, we, the, the, the mechanics of the force have all been built out around kind of like, it, it seems kind of like force lightning also like, very much is like the kind of like the the single most like realization of the forces of physical object it doesn't really seem to fit in with kind of the other force powers but i think that's supposed to mostly tell us that the that that, that the emperor is like like you know fucking like crazy right uh right and like i don't know it's it, it just kind of like a like weird to think of from from like a broader perspective of like what the force like i i kind of wish that I could go, like, back in time to, like, you know, opening Night of Return of the Jedi and ask George Lucas what his conception of what the Force was supposed to be with this kind of, disparate, like, you know, like, what he thought of something like a Force fireball, because, like, um, obviously we've got a different, we've got a certain shape to it now, and that's fine, but I kind of wonder what he imagined it was, um, like, in his singular vision. Yeah, I guess I get that. I, I, I think it makes... I think it wouldn't play well without the lightning effect. Sure. Um, I think it would uh, it would look worse and um, like I feel like there's the, like there's got to be a way to torture Luke without like just having Luke like writhe on the ground and fucking like Ian McDermott you know just kind of like wiggle his fingers. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, like, I think that would be hilarious, though, now that I think about it. Like, <laughs> no, no, and, and that makes total sense. I just kind of, like, want to know, like, like, I want to know, one, if, if, if Lucas thought about that, like, the fact that, like, this, this, like, physical manifestation of the Force into lightning is a thing that's very unlike every other Force power we've seen. Right. Um, and, like, what he thought the bounds of that should be. Because, like, like I said, in video games, like, none of the powers that I, that are invented are ever kind of, like, physical... Like, the only physical manifestation of the Force is ever Force Light, <coughs> right? Like, everything else is, like, weird, invisible effects. Um, you know, it's actually kind of funny, too, because, like, definitely, like, Lucas is, you know, kind of, like, not, like, responsible for this. Like, he didn't direct the movie, but... Um, like, he also kind of did, in a way. Yeah. Like, like because, you know, I can't remember the name of the guy who did direct this movie because it was, like, the only one he made, basically. Or, like, the only one of, like, note that he made or whatever. But, like, Lucas was on set every day, you know, because he wasn't, like, happy with how things were going and shit. And so, like, I, like, I think that there is, uh, I, I think that there are kind of, like, his fingerprints on it enough. Um... Yeah, it is. It is not. It is not super consistent with the, with the with the rest of it. I will say that there is something that there is a little detail that I forgot about that I wanted to mention about episode five, which is uh, that Vader force chokes a dude from like miles away or something. Like, cause he gets that like phone call from like the right. bridge, and he's in his like like sphere thing and then he like force chokes the admiral there and it's like now you're the admiral the other guy you know what i mean (laughs) which i thought was really funny because you know you always think of like the force as something that's like you know like a proximity to you i guess to a certain extent but like also i guess the way that yoda talks about it it doesn't make like that doesn't have to be the case i guess yeah, if that makes sense. Because like you know, like there's a you know uh, what's that movie or that video game, The Force Unleashed? I want to say is the one where you're like Vader's apprentice, Star Killer. Um, there's a moment in there where Star Killer uses the Force to destroy a Star Destroyer by pulling it into a planet, and it specifically is using the like the kind of justification that like size doesn't matter, you know, for like for the Force and for like using Force powers or whatever. <laughs> But, like, I can't help but think that that's a little ridiculous, like. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's the whole, that's, that's the whole thing with, uh, with, with Yoda, right? Like, he's able to, he's able to raise the, the X-Wing out of the, out of the swamp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like that's, like, a, a very much a, like, they didn't think too hard about it and just did it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. That makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, yeah. Um. So, what do you what do you think about uh, no, uh, in in that final scene? Which no? What? When he picks up the emperor and goes, or, or instead of like picking up the emperor silently and throwing him into the pit, he goes no, no, and picks him up and throws him in when he when he's when the emperor's force lightning force lightninging Luke. Is that not how it's always been? No. Oh my god! Is that a fucking special edition change? That's uh, that's like a post special. Like that's like a like I think there's like two two rounds of special editions. That's like a that's like a post prequels change. Wow, that's cool. I like that a lot. I didn't think about it. I guess 
But I like it. Do people not like it? Of course not. No. I, like I, it. Think, I think it's terrible. You don't like it? I, I mean, I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. I think that's fine. It didn't... I, I would have to see it or, like, hear it again. It didn't catch my attention at all. Uh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll have like, to try Like, is it badly it. dubbed or something? I mean, it can't be that badly dubbed because it's, like, just James Earl Jones dubbing in again, right? Like, it's... Right. Like, like and, you know, it's not like he's got, like, mouth movements to match up to or anything. But, like... What in the fr- what the first time around was like, you know, like like this very kind of like pain looking back and forth in this silent like lift up and throw him in, like it's just kind of like I don't know. It's one of those things that I don't think is better, like, and because of that, I think there's like kind of like a like it, it's definitely not better to have him say no, and maybe you can convince me that it's not worse, but like at that point, it's kind of like you're ch- you're fucking with things for for no reason. I don't know. I always felt like the impo- the emotional punch of the scene was was there and present and great, and that adding no like at the very least does nothing for me and and, and kind of like in its presence of being changed, definitely. He changed it. Now it sucks. Well, I mean, like it's it's it's, it's, it's like they, they changed it and there was no reason to, and that just kind of like aggra- is is aggravating. If 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 you, if you feel my 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 intent. Okay, yeah, I get that. Uh, I don't know. It's because it's something I never noticed before. I am also kind of neutral about it, I guess, to be honest. Um, like I want to say that I am, like I like I want to like come to its defense a little bit more because conceptually it sounds like a good change to me. Uh, but uh, I I didn't know it. W- it was so unremarkable that I don't have. I don't even have a good sense of. Like I don't even remember it in the. I guess I remember, I guess I vaguely remember it from last night. I don't know, I guess so, I don't know. To a certain extent, I guess I wonder um, how much, if that makes sense, the, um, the, mm. now I'm kind of arguing with myself in my head. So now I'm actually kind of thinking that maybe it, it is not worth the change. Like, if my perspective on the on the special editions has been that, like, it's the small stuff that you don't notice, right? And I'm trying to group it in with that, right? But if it is, if it now that you've pointed it out, and I were to go back over it, now I would notice it, right? And I bet I would find it very jarring. Um, yeah. Um. It's, it's all like I said. It's also this from the the second special. Like you know, it's not it's not like the re-releases in the '80s. It's the um. It's the it's the like the 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 secondary set of like uh post post prequel. Uh, special edition, you know, the same one that, that changes. How do you feel about the change of like old man actor to young Anakin at in, uh, in the bonfire at the at the very end? Uh, I, I have you really never seen like the old versions of like because I had watched a lot of Star Wars before the prequels came out, and like it's like an old man that kind of like looks like that. I think it's the actor that that's him in, yeah. in the, when the helmet's off. Um, and they changed that to, uh, I like, to, I mean, I like, I like it being Hayden Christensen better than I like it being, uh, uh, like some random old guy for the context of the full trilogy, I guess. I don't think it makes as much, or the full double trilogy at this point. Uh, I don't think it makes as much sense, like, why is Obi-Wan, why are Obi-Wan and Yoda appearing in the same form in which they died? Right. Right. Uh, but like Anakin is is appearing as his like super younger self that doesn't match up with the you know 
the lore. Uh, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't match up with the lore. I mean, I actually think that that's, that actually makes more sense because now that I think about it, like, wouldn't the old man like why is the old man Anakin there? Old man Anakin, there was never a version of old man Anakin that had his fucking arms and legs. Right, but it's he would just be like a limbless like. Right, you but, know, you, like yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel I also think that part of the reason they did that is like. I don't think he would be as old as that actor appeared. Maybe, um, I don't know. I, th- I think that's kind of like one one of the big things that that always kind of like hit me as being like kind of weird about the prequel trilogy. Like at least in my initial conception of it, like like between four like before the prequels came out, is I always felt thought that like the Empire was was a longer standing thing than like twenty years or whatever. You know, however long it takes right. Luke to grow up. Um, and so, like, that always kind of, like, struck me as odd uh, that, like, that, like, uh, th- this, this empire, which, which, you know, is galaxy-spanning and all-powerful, has been around for just 20 years. And I, I think that, like, maybe that was also kind of, like, the, the, the thought in the first place, uh, or, like, you know, like, the thought on set is, like, what the Clone Wars comprised of or, or whatever, and maybe that's why they made that, that character older, but that doesn't fit as well with what the prequels actually were. Um, and so that, like, making him into young Anakin again makes sense. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I, I think, I think in the context of the, of both trilogies, it makes sense for young, for him to be young Anakin. Yeah. Like, I think you can just kind of make the, like the throwaway of like, it represents him like in his most ideal self. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you know, Yoda but, and Obi-Wan but, are both them passing on the torch to Luke. And so they're proud of that moment or whatever. But like Anakin, you know, like is remembering back to when he was a Jedi and he did fight for the Republic. Yeah. Right. And that's the, you know, and that's the version of himself that he wants to. Yeah, uh, yeah. If, if, if they could choose how they appear, it makes sense that like, if Obi Wan would pick him as Luke Song rather than Ewan McGregor. Um, so I, 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 I also think I also think that Obi Wan, like at like Alec uh, uh, Guinness, Obi Wan is like the. You know what I mean? Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor, Obi Wan ends on such a down note that I don't think that character. It would make sense for that character to make the decision to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna reappear as my younger self," because like his younger self failed to save the Republic, and like mutilated his best friend. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I, I feel like if I was if I was Obi Wan, I would look on those times with a lot of remorse and regret. Um, rather than, you know, any kind of, like, pride. Whereas Anakin is kind of the opposite, right? Like, you know, he... Th- I, I, think, yeah. I think that, you know... I mean, you, and, you, and, and, that, and that makes a lot of sense to me, so I feel pretty good about that, like, reading, I guess. Yeah, you, you could also make it so that he shows up as, like, episode one. Oh, uh, my God. Episode one Anakin, that, that's Holy what we shit. want. Shoot me. <laughs> well, cause I, well, I also think episode one Anakin uh, wants to be a Jedi and is really excited about the prospect of being a Jedi. So it's not even like I think episode one Anakin is, like to yeah you know i don't know yeah, yeah i feel like i feel like it is that it's that you know episode three anakin really before the fall that uh that that is the, the appropriate anakin but that just might be because episode three is my favorite who knows the world will never know mango how do you feel about the fucking jazz singer we haven't talked about the jazz singer yet um, so i don't remember what it was like before the jazz singer so okay i can't really say um, I think the jazz singer might have. It was the jazz singer in the first round of of uh, changes, rather than in the post prequel one. It was in the first round of changes. Yeah, I remember it. I also remember it being a jarring thing of like going from one to the other because I I used to rent Return of the Jedi a lot from like Blockbuster, and then the special editions came out, and then I could only rent like the special editions version or whatever. Um, 
that said, uh, the the you know, I, I don't remember the the jazz singer from the first one from the theatrical cut very well. Yeah, um, and I, I don't really have a strong opinion on it. It seems kind of like a you know like look at the cool stuff we can do type of deal, but it's not like it's. Uh, it feels inconsequential to me, right? Like you could just easily just cut it out of the movie and it would have been fine. Um, but I don't have strong opinions on it otherwise. Do you? Uh, I think it's bad. <laughs> um, and kind of, it is the worst change in the in the special editions or whatever. But I don't think it's you know it doesn't tank the movie or anything. But man, if there's anything I wish I could get rid of, it would be that. Like what a weird, what a weird. Thing they put in that movie, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just kind of feel like it's there because it can, you know? Yeah. Not no, because absolutely. it should be. <laughs> yep, absolutely. With you 110% there. Uh... Um, but, uh, but I will say that there's a lot of, of special edition shots in there that I think are great. Like, I actually like the Sarlacc, uh, with, like, the beak. I think the beak and the tentacles make, make more sense. Because I remember, the, like, I remember this very vividly for some reason, thinking it's so weird that, like, Lando gets, like, tentacled or whatever, but, like, there weren't tentacles in the original Sarlacc pit or whatever. Like, it makes, it's, it just, it just feels so much more... Like it just makes so much more sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I feel with that. the beak and the tentacles when they're when they're there. Um. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um. What do you think about uh, how do you think about Boba Fett? Given was, that he's like the most fucking like famous. I was actually gonna ask you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. He never really like attract like what. My original watches of the movie, I was like, well, that's a character, and what like you know. It felt like the throwaway character they meant him to be, and I never really understand understood kind of like the obsession around it, right? Like, I I like saw kind of like the hype around him. I was like, wait, what? I don't remember this character very well. I went back and like, there's like nothing for him here. Like he he captures Han Solo, and then he dies like a chump, uh, and that's like all there is to him. Like I I, I don't know. I, I like I guess he never really impacted me as being like that cool, um, and so I never really cared. I don't know why I always thought he was that cool, but I was super one of those kids who thought he was that cool. I don't. He just had a great look. I don't know. He just had a right, but great like, look. what what about him in the in the movie? Like, was just like, like he's not there for a lot. Like, what what about it was just made you be like, oh, I I, I got to be on this right now. I don't know. I, I I wish I could go interview kid me, but I thought Boba Fett was so fucking. I guess it's the like the look of the um. It's just, like, the look of the Mandalorian helmet is neat. And, like, the armor. And, like, the jetpack. Like, man. I was just all about that shit when I was a kid. Now I have no idea why. But back then, yep, that was my life. Yeah. Um. Huh. Well, what else is there in this? movie what is it what is even the transition between the uh the, the java stuff and the rebellion yeah. stuff is it just uh, the yoda scene i think it's just the yoda scene yeah and wow. then there's like a little bit of like they're all hanging out in like the the command chamber and like hansel is like oh you're general now lando and lando's like yeah i'm fucking lando and, and then mon mothma 
comes in right, and starts talking like, about Boston spies. Yeah, yeah, Boston's many Boston's died. I don't know. I wonder what uh, this is another thing where I wonder what Boston's were supposed to be. Uh, like. Wait, do you not know what a Boston looks like? No, no, I know what a Boston looks like, but oh. like it feels weird that you that you'd be like you know. Many Wookies died to bring you this information, right? Like, like we're like many Wookie spies, right? Like, I don't know. It, it feels weird to me that like there's a species that acts as a unit, and their spies are are a particular unit, and they 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 do like espionage work, right? Like, I get like many many Boston spies to bring this information. I get many spies being died to bring you this information, but many Boston spies just feels a little weird to me, right? Like that that implies that like. There is an organization of spies that is specifically of Bothans, um, which, I don't know, that just feel, feels a little off, if you follow me. Yeah, I guess I see where you're coming from, and I agree with you there. Um, yeah, I, I, I do, the, the, those kinds of, like, open-ended details are neat, I think, for, like, the, the world, um, but I do kind of wonder... To whatever, you know, like, to whatever extent, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I wonder, I guess, about, uh, like, how much of that is worth it versus not worth it. From just, like, a, like, a macro perspective, almost, like, not even about the movie necessarily, but, like, are Bothan, like, like, is including little details like that, oh, distracting, right, or is it, like, a good tease, and where's the line between the two of them, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't. I really don't have a good. I don't have a good answer for that, one way or the other. Um. Yeah. Uh. Do you have any uh other thoughts on like uh? I don't know. I kind of like similarly like the the Mon Calamari just kind of like show up and they're like yeah these are these are guys and they're gonna be like the whole Admiralty for a little while. That also just kind of was like, okay. Like, I love, man, I always loved Admiral oh, Akbar. No, I, I love why. I love Akbar, and I love Mon Calamari. It's just kind of, again, it's kind of weird to me that, like, we go to this capital ship and it's all Mon Calamari, right? Like, yeah. It, I, I, I would ex expect, like, a variety of aliens. I mean, even so, like, there's also that, like, thing about the, um, uh, there's also that like the the, uh, the Soliston that pilots with like pancake face guy that pilots yeah. the Millennium Falcon. Um, with with uh, with Lando. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole starship battle, I really loved that whole starship battle. Oh yeah. Uh, although, like, go on. Sorry. Well, my favorite. My, so my favorite starships were always Y wings. I don't know why, but Y wings have always appealed to me. Um, but I like the the like the inclusion of more than just Tie fighters. I guess. Like, you know, you had TIE Fighters, TIE Interceptors, and then you had A-Wings and B-Wings, um, uh, and then X-Wings and Y-Wings, right? Like, I and, you know, like, the Millennium Falcon was in there. Like, I don't know. I just love that Starship battle. I think that Starship battle was really great. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but the one that always is, like, like, I feel it's kind of morbid saying it's my favorite, but the one that always is, is crazy to me is, like, they blow up, like, the shields on the one capital ship, and then, like, the A-Wing just crashes into the bridge, and the whole thing goes fucking straight down. Um, that always sticks with me. Uh, and I, I always thought that was super badass. Yeah. Um, maybe badass is the wrong, wrong word to use. A fictional soldier gave his life. But, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, oh, no, what are we going to do? The shields are down. Oh, it's too late! This, 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 this spaceship just comes, like, barreling through the fucking bridge. 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. That stuff is awesome. That stuff yeah. is great. I'm, I I still like the opening to um uh, the opening to episode three better with like the little what are those little bots? Those little bots that get on fucking like oh, Obi Wan's ship. The buzz droids. Yeah, the buzz droids. Yeah, the buzz droids. And then and then like Anakin like sweeps them off. Like I think that is cooler. Uh, and I like that like overall in terms of like what starship battles are best in Star Wars. I would say that one. But uh, yeah, I, I man, Return of the Jedi is so great. Yeah, the, th- the thing the thing about Jedi that I uh, that I, that something I didn't really pick up until now is that like the the actual trench run well, that's not a trench run but like the actual kind of like go into the Death Star but the course is a lot shorter because it's like literally they're burrowing into the center of the Death Star and, like blowing up the the big shooty thing yeah um, and then flying out um, but I, I always it's remember also, those being it's also like it not where like the main people are yeah you know what I mean but it's where the main plot twist is felt. Because when the fucking Death Star turns on and blows up that capital shit, holy yeah. shit. When that happened when I was a kid, I was like, <gasps> you know, like it was probably one of the first big plot twists that like ever really like hit me, you know, because we had set up this huge plan for the rebels and the rebels, you know, like they were doing their thing and then everything like went to shit, um, which is kind of exactly what's supposed to happen. But it's just, I don't know. It's just very cool. Uh I also like it's also weird like Lando's inclusion so heavily in in things, um, like because he doesn't feel like part of the team in the same way as he does in the as like the you know Chewbacca R two well so there's kind of like the main three right you have Luke Leia Han right and then you have like the the sidekicks Chewie C three PO and R two D two, excuse me and um, so it makes me. Like, like Lando just feels like the seventh ranger at that point, seventh wheel. Um, and it's very weird to me that he gets kind of like such a, such a prominent role in the movie. And I don't know if that way, like, I don't know if that like works better for other people than it does for me. You know what I mean? Like did kids at that time was like Lando so beloved? I don't know. Maybe he was. Who knows? Yeah. I, I feel that. I think that like, uh, 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 I feel like they, they needed like they needed Chewbacca and like I don't know who else you get to, to pilot the Falcon at that point though right like it's not gonna be they're not gonna like have C three PO or R two D two pilot the Falcon which yep. are, which are like the only other choices although that would have been fucking hilarious C three PO and R two D two like just like piloting the Falcon into the middle of the Death Star now I really kind of want that but um, I just imagine them sitting on the bridge and C three PO be like oh my you know like ah! Um, but that's just kind of like my, my inner, uh, I think that'd be hilarious, but, uh, yeah, I, I just feel like they, they, like, you know, they needed, uh, Han and Leia to do, go do the take down the shield thing, uh, Luke to do the Luke thing. And so, so somebody has to pilot the fucking ship. So criticism, uh, this is like a red letter media criticism, uh, that I've seen somewhere, like in one of their videos, I don't think it was any of the main Star Wars ones, is they talk about how, it, like, one of the reasons that Return of the Jedi falls flat for, like, him and for, like, them, uh, where they think Return of the Jedi is not, like, not a very good movie is because, like, most of the characters don't really have anywhere to go, if that makes sense. Um, you've got, um, uh, the, um... Uh, Han and Leia, like, love story thing. But, like, that arc 
happened in five and then there was no like follow-up arc in six they just kind of were a couple and that's who they were and they were like static essentially right um so yeah i don't know how do you feel about that how do you feel about that criticism um i don't know there's some weird moments in that kind of like that relationship right like like i didn't i didn't catch it until this viewing but like like they have the moment where like Luke tells Leia that Leia is his sister, and then Luke, then Han comes out and is like, well, "What was that about?" And she's like, "I can't tell you." It's like, "Why?" Um, I know, I uh, know. Um, oh my god! And uh, also, just before I get onto the other point, like, like that pair is like ri- ridiculously with like the later moment where it's like, he's like, "Oh, I get it. You love Luke," and he's like. Yeah, he's my brother. It's like, no, you, you don't you don't fucking do that to a guy, right? Like, you, you know, you just fucking found this out, and you're acting like this was common knowledge, right? Like, that that always kind of, like, got under my skin. It's like, why, why are you, you fucking doing this to Han? Um, but, like, the other part of this is, like, in that scene where it's like, oh, yeah, well, you could tell Luke. That's what you could tell, right? Um, yeah. And then he immediately apologizes. Uh, but then, like, she's like, hold me, and gives him a hug. But, like, the look on his face is, like, this, like, ugh, women type of look that I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't catch it till this point. <laughs> That's funny, now that you put it in those, in those terms. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that makes sense to me. Yeah, no, I, I, like, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think that actually is one of the worst things that's in this movie, and it's something that, that, Man, like, this this whole cast has just made me realize that 4 is better than 6. Um, it's one of those things that I was forgiving about 6 without kind of realizing, if that makes sense. Like, I was thinking about I was thinking about 6, and I was thinking about 6, and I was like, oh, it's better than, you know, it's better than I think it, than you think it is sort of thing. But, like, that kind of, like, manufactured, you know, can people just explain themselves? Like, if people just took two fucking seconds yeah. to explain themselves... Right, like one of those sorts of things. Um, yeah, that's really bad. Yeah, it's, not, it's not only that, there. but there's also like a moment in, like, I guess maybe that's not like Luke's character, but like there's there's an opportunity there for like Han to come out and be like, what's up? And Luke to be like, look, if I manage to fuck this up, you need to make sure that they don't get Leia because she's like secretly my twin sister and he's going to come for her next, right? Like that's the moment that you could have that would make a lot of sense. But instead it's like, no, I must go now into the forest to find my father. And don't tell anybody you're my... Like, it's just like, what the fuck? Um, you know, and this is, this, this, is a, this is a movie, like, I love, obviously. Um, but uh, it, 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 that always kind of... Like, this is another part of what I'm saying is that, like, it's not even necessary, right? Like, like her being his sister doesn't really get you anything. Yeah. At all. Um. Yep, yep. Yeah, I'm with you 100%, man. It's weird. Yeah. The, you know, the best thing that her being his sister gets me is the the great fan theory that uh, that Ray is Luke and Leia's like secret bastard love child. Oh my uh, god, what? That's like it's like it's like the dumb fan theories that like that's like like they're like their incestuous lo- Ray's like their incestuous love child, and that's why they went and hit her on like the rant on Jakku because like obviously they had like a, an incest kid. Um, it's not a real thing, but like, you know, kind of in the same vein of like, you know, obviously she has to be someone's daughter or something, right? Um, for this kind of like IOU in her in her plot hole to like, or IOU in her uh, 
in her backstory to fill in to make sense. And so I, that, know, I hate that so fucking much. Um, and and that's kind of like how how somebody was like, hey, wouldn't it be wouldn't it be hilarious if she was like Luke and Leia's incestuous love child that they hid on Jakku? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I I uh I worry I worry so much about this stuff, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh but i guess we'll see you yeah. know it's 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 coming out two weeks from oh today, god it's actually. that close right right isn't it if, <sighs> holy shit oh man i mean i it, it's people it's i don't know whatever <laughs> yeah uh, there also ha- it also feels like there hasn't been a real trailer for it like it feels like they just get that it's not I guess they just, like, get that, like, everybody's gonna go see this fucking movie no matter what, so they don't need to, like, release trailers or anything like that. But, like, I don't know, I just felt like there wasn't, like, a real, like, legit trailer for this movie. Yeah, um, although in some ways I'm, I'm happy with that, because trailers tend to show too much in the, in the yeah. modern age. Um. <sighs> fucking ports. I am... Uh, I'm, I am... I, I hope it's good. I really do. I really hope episode eight is good. Um, Seem a little worried there, Mango. I am. I mean, we've <laughs> talked about this before. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I like I, I like Kylo Ren and I like Finn. Um. I, don't, I haven't seen enough of Poe. Um. I don't like Ray, but I feel like they could make her better, right? Like, I'm sure in ten years, um. When, like, you know, I'm looking back on the sequel trilogy as a whole, I'll probably have the same kind of view of her as I do of Qui-Gon. Um, but, you know, like, in, like kind of in, in the, the view of the whole series, she's a lot better. Um, or at least I hope so. I, I, I hope, like, they they really need a good IOU to f- fit in that fucking hole. And I, I don't even know what it could be. Because if it's something, if it's, like, somebody that, like, makes a lot of sense, like... Like, or, you know, like, if it's somebody that's, like, part of one of the core families, it's like, wait, well, great. This is the same story as it ever been, right? Like, only three families in this fucking universe matter. Um, and so who gives a shit? Um, yeah. Um, and if it's, and there's not a lot of other stock to kind of pull from. It's not like you've got, like, uh, it's not like you've got, like, a, uh, another, another set of, like, four, like, four, famous enough four sensitive users to, like, pull that in from. I don't know. Maybe she's like Palpatine's clone or something. I could see that. Um, something dumb like that. I don't know. Because, you know, like, honestly, I think they did a pretty decent job of, like, building out the universe in a way that's, like, it's not just about the Solos and the Skywalkers um, in the movie. Um like the biggest failure there is kind of like the implied that like that uh that ray has to be somebody's somebody's daughter in order for any of this to make sense so right yeah i don't know yeah i've got i've got hope um perhaps after after i see the movie i'll have how do you feel about how do you feel about some of like the dialogue callbacks that are uh that are like all over this movie you know like um uh episode six like uh you know, search your feelings, you know it to be true, is in there a whole bunch. It is your destiny, right? Like, those kinds of things. These are, like, specific lines of dialogue that are shared between the other movies. 
and 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 stuff like that like does that does that register uh <coughs> that it doesn't feel like like kind of like an uh, a wink and a nod to me it feels more kind of like a like a like a you know like like you know a kind of more serious like it rhymes it's poetry type moment right like like you know like a like like a a kind of internal theme that runs well together um rather than kind of like a shoehorned in kind of like a <laughs> remembers you know as 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 uh as as we could say about episode seven you know remember star wars it doesn't feel like that if it, <laughs> if, it yeah. feels it feels more like good thematic threading to me what about you uh, yeah, it definitely feels like it's good thematic threading. I also think that, like, there's some, like, really unsung moments of dialogue. Like, I love that uh, Darth Vader calls the Emperor my master, and uh, the Emperor calls Darth Vader my friend. He calls him my friend, like, four times. Um, just, like, every time they, they, they meet or whatever. And, like, at the end of the movie, you know that, like, the Emperor is planning on having Luke kill Vader so that Luke can replace Vader. And, in fact, that this plan goes back to Empire, right? Because Empire, the Emperor wants Luke alive, right? Where he just wants to trade up, you know what I mean? Like, he wants right. to get, he wants to get, like, the, 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 you know, the new iPhone in fucking Apprentices, uh, or whatever, um... And so, like, like Vader, like, I don't know. There's just something about that, like, that relationship that is so cool and so good. Um, especially because I also think that, like, you need, a, like, a like a really deep, big, bad, um, in, a, in a way to kind of, um, I don't know, like, it's, it's not quite a stakes thing. It's not like an up, up the stakes thing. But it's, like, make, you know, the Emperor, like, the Emperor, um... Uh, like, like there's that, that Darth Vader is not the end all be all of threats. You know what I mean? That there's, there's a threat that is bigger than him and that this is the emperor. Um, and he has, you know, and he has a plan to not only destroy the rebellion, but take, you know, a commander in the rebellion and turn him to the dark side and right. And make him an apprentice. Uh, I, it was something that I always found lacking in this movie. And one of the things that I also think I love uh, about, like, the prequels, though, is that, like, the mechanism by which the Emperor is going to kind of convert Luke is kind of not well explained. Like, maybe they explained it too well in the prequels because it's a fucking meme now or whatever. But, like, the version of things where the Emperor is, like, kind of slowly, like, you know, telling Anakin what he wants to hear right and kind of engineering things like like the the way that that was laid out in the prequels was much much better i find um in terms of like in terms of the actual how is like in, in a way if luke had chosen to kill his father and join the emperor i don't how how would that even happen how would that make any sense you know what i mean yeah um from like a from like a plot from like a character sense it makes sense you know what i mean because there's all this stuff in there about how luke luke is reckless and he's he has these traits that are like his father right and he's force choking you know people whatever you know like all that stuff that like kind of makes it but like there's does the emperor just be like all right you killed your dad let's do it you know what i mean luke literally would have killed himself rather than rule the empire with darth vader right you know um i don't know so yeah I feel I think it's supposed to be like, like that's like how they tricked him on the ship and that like that 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 all caused the the flip. But I I, I agree with that to to enough of an extent that I'm not gonna say anything about it. But I think that that's 
that's all that's all fair and and well um, i think it's actually probably a good good note to to go to go out on what do, what do you think i think that is uh i don't know i guess a fair enough note to go out on. i want to i definitely want to save uh like our overall like rankings right um for the next two movies because we've uh you know we've we've got we've got some more in there yeah, and yeah. i want to talk a lot about seven um to before i kind of like reveal where i consider it even though i guess i did over the course of this cast or whatever um but yeah i don't know uh star wars it's it's star wars i find it's funny because i wonder you know i don't know i just really wonder what it would be like where star wars was not a a constant in our universe culturally you know like what would it have been like to see these movies on opening night i just don't have a i don't know yeah it's interesting too because i feel like like doing this cast was a lot harder than even the prequel cast just because like it's like so much part of like my 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 mental space that it's hard to kind of like come up with things to say about the movie that like aren't like in some ways part of like like you know my, my identity as a nerd that like seem like intractable right like it's it's very it's a very weird kind of like thing to have that that tightly tied to who i am as a person um i don't know i think it's neat though uh yep but yeah if you'd like to tell us what you think of star wars um uh, you can reach out and uh, let us know at some dirt play games at gmail.com or podcast at some dirt play games.com you can uh follow us on soundcloud and on twitter um, and on uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash games and on iTunes and everywhere that good podcasts can be found. Um, leave us a comment. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, I think that's everything from me. Buddy, do you have anything else you wanted to promote? No, I have nothing else I'm looking to promote. Uh, in that case, until next time, dear listeners. Until next time, loyal listeners.